Dreamville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. I am still living with your ghost Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast I don't want to be your Pass the 
welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the correction, True Spiracy. True Spiracy. Because we are back at True Spiracy again. Spiracy number 11. Either way, yes. uh, welcome back, fuckers. And uh, yeah, uh, first, I, uh, I got to apologize. <laughs> I'm not good at it. <laughs> so, actually, I think V-Lane should have to apologize. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not my fault you don't know how to read a label. You left them I in a drawer. In a drawer. In which I thought I would find CBD gummies. Where the, well, you obviously didn't read the label. No, because I was way fucked up. Folks, There, you're right. There are no excuses. However, my watch when I woke up this morning and my ring... Both told me that I got plenty of sleep last night. <laughs> For like the first time ever, you're like, I hit my sleep goal. Like, yeah. Like no, my watch, shit. my watch didn't even know what to do. It was like, wow. do I tell him? Do I not tell him? <laughs> um, this is odd. I've wow. never been here before. Now, uh, literally, that was not the plan. So this is going to be a very weird true spiracy. No, it's no, going to no. be a. I say we save the politics for Monday because. No, 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 no. Because there's some shit I got to get to. I'm sorry. No, you you have wins. Been looking forward to this show. Okay? I know. You fucked up yesterday. It can wait until Monday. You can wait on your wins till Monday. It's not my wins, though. My wins. You can wait on my wins till Monday. Everyone's been looking forward to true spiracy. See, no politics, please. All right. There you go. Well, fuck you. For yes. sure. Yes. You're number one in my world. I, I'm always number one in your world. We just know. like you're always number one in my world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking A. Twice on Sundays. <laughs> so either way, I have to apologize though. It was uh it was horror. I did take a great picture of you sleeping. Oh fuck you. I put it on her telegram chat. <laughs> you whore, you did not. I sure did. When did you do that? <laughs> Last night. You twat. You like sideways across the bed. That was horrible. You were out. It was fucking. Literally as soon as the show was over, you were done. Babe, we ended the show early. I know. I, I like remember that much. An hour and a half. I was like, I can't even with you anymore. Like I, I kept having like, you like, well, you kept telling me, in. well, I, I asked you, can I get them out of my uh, system? And you were like, no. no and I was like, well, no, not for like six to eight hours. <laughs> well, six or eight hours later, <laughs> when I woke up and came to, I was still feeling the effects. And get the I was at your alarm for you last night. I was fucking swaying, folks. Yeah, you were done. You were quite when done. I woke up this morning. I was oh still goodness. swaying. It was bad. It, I didn't feel normal until probably a little after 10. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was already through like two appointments and I just about then like kind of woke up. I was like, oh shit, I'm working here. No, four of them, four, seven milligram, four, seven milligram tablets, or 10 milligram. No, it was, um, I don't know what they are. It's Delta eight. The, the Delta, Delta nine, nine or the Delta, Delta nine. Or I took shit. Well, she put them in a drawer that we normally keep like the shit for the adults, CBD and shit. Honestly, that's the adult drawer. I saw a bag. Not OD on the fucking adult drawer. Okay? My, my shoulder was killing me. I was like, Oh, there's some CBD companies gummies in here. Yes. It was Delta nine and it is the THC kind. Yes. And so I had one, then I had two. And then when she walked in, I was on my third and I had four in hand. No, you had two. You didn't have three. You had two. 
No, because you came in yeah, and you're it was like, free. you're like, no, you came in and you're like, wow, those gummies are really good. And I was like, the new ones I just got. You're like, yeah, the ones in the drawer. I said, how many did you eat? You said, I ate two. I said, dumbass, one serving is half a gummy. <laughs> well, you're gonna be fucked up all night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I took a baseball bat to the head because I'll much. tell you what, holy shit. Oh, yes. Read the serving size. That's right. Serving size is a half a gummy. And I don't know why they do that. Just make the gummy smaller. What? I know. Did you see how big they are? I know. They're fucking big. They're huge. They're yes. like that. I'm yes. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. These are CBD gummies. Numb. Don't Numb. eat two of them. Numb. So two, three, anyway. four, five. Hello, Robin Marie. All right. Wix Vixen, Outdoor Girl. Uh, Jaekwondo Outdoor Master, gal. gal, Desert Beauty, Lindsay, Glock Holiday. I know, there's a Look lot of you, that. right? A lot of you guys show Yeah, up, right? man. Okay. So, and uh, yeah. Welcome back. Glock. Back. Yeah. Jaekwondo. Got that one. Okay. All right. Well, you crazy fuckers. Well, of course, to the Patriots. Yep. Then they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. And to the beloved Wolfpack. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in case you weren't aware, uh, and I know we talked about it last night for like a brief moment because I was really fucking high. Um, you didn't talk about shit. Border Palooza. Border Palooza. Okay. July 2nd, that. 3rd, and 4th. Yep. Uh, I want to see. I, I know the majority of you guys are going to try and do everything in your fucking power to go. Yes. Um. I, I know all of you, but I want to see this message spread, 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 get it off of truth, get it off of uh, Twitter. I put it up everywhere so far. Uh, I just got the, I just got the official, uh, Justin was like, Hey, you're going to be there, right? Uh, yeah, dumbass. Yeah. I was listening. I was like part of the conversation. I was typing as fast as yeah. I could when I wasn't working. He's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure I was just like, Okay. Um, well, it, it's not going to be in Texas, but it's not going to be too far away from you. And we're going to be probably driving through. So if y'all want to like link up somewhere, this is where I'm well, like caravan to the border. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking we fucking throw some fucking flags up and we go fucking 25 deep going to the border. Sounds like a plan. I, I'm, just throwing it out there. If y'all are about it, we're really uh, going to have, I, I know you did Robin Marie and I, Thank you so much for it. Yep. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be running out to Sassabee, Arizona for we'll probably be out there for five days. Uh, we're trying to actually rent a uh, an RV, an RV. Yep. To get out there, um, so we can bring the dogs. I just want to go out there. Uh, I, I've been dying to see it anyway. I want to go see it myself. I want to go see it for my own eyes. But not only that, I want to go out there and you know. Not only just check out all that shit, but uh, we'll we'll be making our big announcement there. Um, I want to see all the people I know. And we'll be playing tones on the wall. Fuck yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna fuck around with the wall for a bit. Yeah. Um, be careful, you're all. Uh, wait, Wix, you're Wix, not going. Wix, you Wix you're right us. down the you're road. Right you can here. come just jump in the camper with us. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Why not do something crazy off the wall that Absolutely. nobody else is gonna expect? It'll be a blast. Unless you got your kids, I get that. That might be a different story, but even if you don't shit, just jump in the RV. Let's go for a ride. Yeah. It'll be fun. You live right down the road, but, uh, I think you all need to go. Jake Wando. I want to see you there. 
and you all gotta you gotta wear a little like hello i am and then put your <laughs> screen name stickers. on it because then i'll know who you are yeah because no i shit. don't know you by your name so don't don't try and come up to me and say hey i'm i'm tom i'll be like hi i'm bob <laughs> actually you're usually like hi i'm tom yeah so i'm normally the one that goes later, you're hi, like hi i'm tom <laughs> and that is <laughs> All right. Hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, exactly. There you so, go. So, all right, the Vril. The Vril. So the Vriggy Vril. Where are you at, Ellsworth? That you need a ride. We'll come if if you're no shit. if you're on the road. We'll if you're on the way, we'll we'll come get you. Yep. I I'm willing to take about a two or three hour. Yes, Rob Marie. We do know you by your name. Anyway, so I do. It's Rob. Oh, Marie. it's Rob Marie. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> So, um, it wasn't so much for you, but people like Wix Vixen, Ellsworth, Jake Wando, Master. I'm not going to yeah, know yeah. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoor Growl, Outdoor Gal, Desert right. Beauty Five. I mean, I'm pretty sure her name isn't Desert Beauty Five. Shh. Uh, BT Wallace, South Dakota ish. Okay. Yeah, it'd be a little weird. Trapezoid, but yeah, why not? Okay. Somebody's um, got to be up there, up around there. All right. So last July, a year, it would have been two years ago now, July. What's that? During COVID. Sure. That I first found the picture of Maria Orsic. Right? Yeah, we were in Jamaica. It was just before we went to Jamaica. No, it wasn't just before. No, no, no it was just before. Because your mom showed it to you. No, 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 and, no. I showed it to my or mom. Or you showed it to your mom yes. while we were there. Correct. So just before, uh, so it almost two years ago now. Do I need to bring it up? You can if you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it right here. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, bring it up. Uh, so I came across this picture online as I was, I, I had started to, jumped down rabbit holes of various other things. Uh, I started listening to like tinfoil hat and no mercy and, and um, that, you know, learn about the Mandela it? effect and all kinds of fun stuff. And I came across this picture online in my research and I was like, why is there a picture of me dressed in like 1920s clothes 1930s clothes online. What the fuck is that? Right? Okay. So tell me if that doesn't look like me. Anyway. Um, so I start, I'm like, who the fuck is this? So I, I dig into it and it says it's Maria Orsic. Um, and there's a whole bunch of disputes about who she was, where she was, um, where she was born. So she was actually born in Hungary in the 1890s, uh, late 1890s. And her family moved to Vienna, Austria very early. She was just a couple years old. Um, and now my family, my grandfather's family is from Vienna. And I think I've told you guys this before, but his, so my great, great grandfather was King Ludwig of Bavaria, the, the crazy one that died of syphilis. Uh, he built Neuschwanstein Castle. Uh, he was one of the founders of the Bavarian Illuminati. Um, and he had a series of mistresses that he built little mini castles for, little chateaus all around Bavaria. And he would go from chateau to chateau and, and just, you know, visit his harem that was all separated, right? Just banging them 
whatever, spend a couple days here and go on to the next one thereabouts. Uh, he never had any legitimate children because by the time he got married, he was pretty much um, badly ridden with syphilis. Uh, but he had a number of bastard children, one of which was my great grandmother. And then my great grandmother um, being bastard royalty thereabouts, right? They knew about her, but she wasn't so much acknowledged uh, because she was she was actually a Romanian gypsy. So um, she was a gypsy witch. And uh, so she was in, she was in Vienna, um, had my grandfather and a whole slew of other kids. So my grandfather had six siblings or seven of them total. And they uh, essentially, my great grandmother grew up with Maria Orsic. Um, that was around the, the same time. So, what very few people know is that Maria Orsic had a baby in the 1920s. Um, she hid that baby uh, because she was afraid for it, knew it could be used against her. Um, most of her circle actually thought that that baby went to the Caribbean. But in fact, she where's, where's the best place to hide something? In plain sight. In plain sight. She hid that baby with a family in Garmisch Partenkirchen um, that she knew that's on the edge. Um, it's actually at the base of the Juxpitz on the uh, border of Bavaria and Austria. Uh, so, and that whole area is very closely. I know you're all sitting there going, wait a minute. What the fuck did you say? Juxpitz? The Juxpitz. It's, yes. a, it's a mountain in the Alps. Well, it's actually the valley that usurps the mountain in the Alps. But yes, that's what the Juxpitz is. Anyway. It is a valley. So you all are aware what she's saying. She's talking about a valley in between two mountains in so, Austria. Yeah. So that's in Bavaria. So that's that's where um, Garmisch Partenkirchen is. So my grandmother, uh, Maria Orsic's daughter, was given to a family in Garmisch to raise as their own. Essentially, she was adopted. And Maria went to visit her regularly. Uh, yes, 1895, late 1800s uh, in Hungary and moved to Vienna when she was probably five or six. Um, so, so 1903, two, uh, three. 1900, 1901, somewhere around there. Now she was born in 85. 1895. And she moved when she was five or six. Yeah, that would be 1901. Well, uh, one or two, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, anyway, so she she stashed this baby in Garmisch and she went to visit regularly, you know, friends of the family. Um, in fact, my grandmother didn't even know that that was her mother until much, much later. Um, so fast forward. Uh uh, we'll we'll finish up with my family background and how I found all this out, and then we'll kind of dig into why Maria Stasher Child and the Vril Society and all of that. So how I knew before her, how he knew before me. Yeah, That's, I actually did. Yeah, I knew yeah. for our whole wedding, our whole marriage. Yeah, before I did. Before she did. Yeah. So um, fast forward to World War II. My grandmother was. Let's see, about 20 at the time, 21. Um, now, Maria actually warned my grandfather 
and his family, because she'd grown up with them. So she warned my great grandmother, essentially, uh, to get out of Austria. But she she warned my grandfather. Um, and no, what she told your grandfather was, look, she told your grandfather that, look, there because I had a very when I figured out who her grandfather was when we were talking amongst our several conversations when he was still alive, I figured out who her grandfather was very early on. And I had asked him some very specific questions about their family more specifically because I was more worried about my fucking goddamn security clearance than I was anything else because your yeah. mother had to clear a background check yeah. because they go back that far when they start looking at the level I was at. And I, I was like, Hey, look, I kind of need to know some background because questions could be asked or raised. I said, I understand where the family's <laughs> from. I understand the, what you want to know what the family's from, but what I need to know is, am I going to be awfully surprised one day? And he went on to explain the rest of it. And what he was told, uh, from your great grandmother was they're going to be looking for you. You need to leave as fast as you can. And because he wasn't married at the time, at the at the first time that your great grandmother warned Just him. Before the Anschluss. Very I mean, this was early 1930s. This was days before the Anschluss. And he said, You need to leave. You're an American. You need to leave because they're going to be looking for you. No, he wasn't American. You need to leave and go to America. He said, wait a minute, I'm an American. And he, she said, yes, you're an American. And she said, he said, well, no, I'm not. I'm German. Austrian. Or Austrian. And next thing you know, he was holding, as he put it, a blue passport. And he was an American. And the next thing he found himself was back in America. He left. He was, she was also trying to do the rest for the family, but she knew she could get one out. So she got one out. The one that she thought would carry the bloodline reproduce, blah, 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 blah. Well, he ended up actually getting out, um, for four of his sisters. Um, his parents did spend some time in concentration camps, but they got out eventually. Some of his sisters were never heard from again. Um, the, cause the family was targeted. Two so, of Two of them were never heard from again. So, uh, but what always got me when I was a kid, when I heard the story of my grandparents was that my grandfather said that he left, he left Austria just before the Anschluss. And then uh, he joined the American army and he met my grandmother in the mountains of Bavaria before the end of the war married her, sent her back to the States. And when he showed up six months later, she was six months pregnant. And somehow I was the only one that asked the question, how did you get into the middle of Germany in the middle of the war? Well, you that, weren't the only one that asked that well, question. Well, in my family, I was yes. at the time. Like, well, wait a minute. It just didn't I make was in sense. your family. Not, I mean, his, his, his children didn't ask that question. Well, his other grandchildren didn't ask that question. There were reasons. Okay. So anyway, so, but I was always a curious one and I, I just, I kept asking and asking and I was like, I don't understand. How did you get in there? So, uh, it turns out, 
Well, leave it to this big dumb prick. You 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 tell this part because Grandpa told you more about that than than he did me. So obviously, I asked the same question because I was like, okay, I'm I'm interested now too. How did you get back into Germany? Because understanding a little bit more about the man and understanding his background, I was like, well, wait a minute, you came here under a blue passport, which meant you were an American citizen. And he spoke a multitude of languages. He spoke Amer English with an an American accent and German with a with German a, accent. No, with a Bavarian accent. Well, okay, but heavy po Bavarian, Polish, Russian. Yeah, he, I mean, spoke, he spoke. He spoke a lot. Yeah, but anyway, we talked, and uh, we would actually speak in German, and everybody would walk by and not even pay attention. That's why I know your mother doesn't know how to speak German. She knows a little bit. She knows enough to get her by, but she doesn't know enough to keep up with the conversation me and your grandfather were having anyway long story short because she butted in a couple times um he went back uh he was offered an assignment because of the languages he spoke he was offered an assignment with the oss he did uh two assignments in britain before he was able to ask for his next assignment when he asked for his next assignment he asked for his family and basically what he did was he went back to Austria, met back up with his family, which is almost impossible to do, except for the OSS back then. If you know anything about World War II and what was going on in, in about 1946 to 1947, uh, Germany was basically on their heels. Uh, we were pushing well past up to the Rhine. We 1944, were, not 46, 47, or, that yeah, was already passed sorry. then. So 43 and 44, we were moving up to the Rhine. We had them on, we had them on their heels. They were falling back, falling back, falling back. Uh, at that point, we did put in some saboteurs to the West so that we could stop their pushback all the way back into Russia. And we, we kind of knew we could trust, but couldn't trust the Russians all at the same time and was Stalin after all. And, uh, we also wanted to keep tabs on what Stalin was doing how far he had pushed. So when they had jumped in, when the OSS had jumped into, and I know of this operation because it's one of the bigger airborne operations that took place during the war that did not involve all American soldiers. It was more of a multilateral, unilateral type jump that all these other uh, jumps had never included where they had people from other countries jumping in. Uh, this one took place over the Alps, which I thought was weird. Because it was like, why the Alps? The Russians had already secured up until uh, they had already moved up around what they called at the time was phase line blue. It became uh, later on in life, you'll find out it became check, Checkpoint Charlie, which is like only the biggest checkpoint in all of East and West Germany uh, back in the 80s. Um, <clears throat> they had pushed all the way almost up to there and they were just about to clear all of that. So these guys jumped the fuck in and, uh, which I thought was weird, but, uh, he had said that he was a part of that operation. And I was like, okay, so you were OSS. And when I said that, he had the look of death and despair on his face as if I just figured out a secret that nobody else could piece together. And I was like, so what's the big deal? OSS still exists today. It's, we have it it's in special forces. What's your, what's your point? Um, I, I, I wasn't blown away with it because I knew it existed, but he was awful shocked that I figured it out. But to put all that together, he was able to go back into Austria and remove people from Austria, which is a feat in and out of itself because they, the Russians were very. What the fuck did your dog just do? 
Oh, that's your dog. No, that's no, your no. Dog. Go get his ass and fucking kick him out. <laughs> I, I ain't playing he, that game. I think he scared himself out. Seamus. <laughs> no, yeah. he's still sitting there. I can he's see. He's such him. an idiot. Son of a out, out, out. You dumbass. Get. Oh my god. Whatever. Anyway, come here. So he did all of that. Come say hi to everyone. Come here. You can't pick him up. Sure. I can. Oh, there we go. All right. That's an Irish wolfhound. Okay. He's a he's a miniature one. <laughs> he's only 50 pounds right now. All right. <laughs> so she he basically was able to go back, get her, and get her out via back then it was the uh they called it the French connection. You can call it whatever you want, but we learned a lot from the French about guerrilla warfare and the way to operate as a guerrilla army against a larger force. And they were able to move so much easier, uh, shorter and, and longer distances with shorter amount of people. And they were moving back and forth in and out, in and out of Germany all throughout the war. So anyway, so he got a bunch of his sisters out and he got his parents out, but he also told his, the OSS that he was married and he had to get his wife out. Unbeknownst to my grandmother, who'd met him a handful of times, because, of course, the families grew up together, um, or, you know, Marie Orsic and my great-grandmother were friends, um, and they all, again, knew each other. So he told the OSS that he had to get his wife out, who is my grandmother. But my grandmother didn't know that. So he went and found her. She was working as a hairdresser in the mountains at a, a resort in Bavaria. And not only did he get her out, but he also got Maria out. So the story goes, the story that you'll find online, whatnot, is that Maria Orsic built a spaceship and flew off to Aldebaran. Okay. Which is only partially true. She did build a spaceship she did not leave the planet. She just built it for the wrong people. Okay. Um, then Nazis essentially hijacked her work and, uh, and they took it. She did not have access to the spaceship. My grandfather got her out, uh, brought her back to the States. She actually went to Tennessee where she founded the American version of the Vril society in Tennessee. Um, and, uh, they, she tried to go back after the war to get some of her sisters out and uh, she was killed, shot in the back and uh, never made it back to the States. I have spoken to people that knew her. They are very old now. Um, they're so the foundation of the Vril society, um, the Vril society believed that. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's start with, with this, you know, in my research, I came across some very interesting things and I actually, I found these movies and what do we say about movies? They always tell the future. Yeah. Right. They like to By tell 10 us, years. they like to tell us what, what's happening. Um, usually in, in 
10-year increments. Yes, long hair Jaekwondo master. They believed that uh, women's hair was an energy conduit. Um, they wore their hair against the style, very long, braided, uh, often to the ground. Remember when my hair was really long and braided right before I started this journey, actually? What did I tell you about my braid? What did you tell me? All the time. That it was know. like a living thing. I don't Remember I used to complain that my braid was like a living thing? Yes. Yes. Right. It would like whip around. And I mean, because my hair was to my waist. So, uh, and I cut it right before I found out about it. Maybe I shouldn't have, but that's okay because it's growing again. Um, but uh, I, I found these movies that were really interesting because, of course, one of the first mentions of the Vril that we hear is in the book, The Coming Race, um, that was written in 1871 anonymously, um, supposedly anonymously and ended up with a worldwide distribution. And it talks about this couple of guys that go spelunking and there's uh, an earthquake. They fall down in a crack in the earth and they come across this society of people that live underneath the earth. Because of course the earth is hollow. And uh, they're called the Vril. And they can manipulate this energy force called the Vrilia which connects every living thing. And they are both destructive and healing. Um, they are telepathic and telekinetic. And um, the women are more powerful than the men, but also more controlled. Um, and so basically at the end of this, you know, the book is it's rather difficult to get through because it's written in the late 1800s. So the language is very odd. Um, even for that time, the language is very odd. Um, but uh, at the end, essentially, he says, there's going to come a time where you you outgrow this space under here and you're going to want to reclaim the earth because they're an antediluvian society. They uh, escaped under the earth pre-flood, just before the flood. So, and the land they found was called Agartha. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, my dad... Uh, when I was a little girl, he wouldn't let me cut my hair either. That's why I'm 40 and I or in my 40s and I still keep my hair long. Uh, I remember the first time my mom cut my hair, my dad was so mad. Oh my God, he was so furious. So, uh, but anyway, so I came across these movies. The first one uh, is called, well, I was looking for The Coming Race and I came across this movie called Iron Sky, The Coming Race from 2019. And it was a sequel to something called Iron Sky. Uh, and Iron Sky is basically about, uh, it's, it's a comedy. It's pretty funny, kind of campy, starship trooperish in a way, but, uh, and it's Finnish and German, but it's in English anyway. Uh, yes, Iron Sky, hilarious movies. So, but it's the Nazis escape to the dark side of the moon at the end of the war. Right. They take the spaceship that Maria Orsic built and they escape to the dark side of the moon. Um, and then Iron Sky, the coming race, actually talks about the Vril. So uh, go ahead and play this. This is actually the opening song from um, the, the Iron Sky, the coming race movie. Sure enough, the earth, the 
And you wonder where Donald Trump got it from, huh? Actually, that was a hit at Donald Trump. That was from the 2019 movie. Um, at one point in there, too, they're like trying to figure out the bad guy. And they're like, is it Bill Gates? Is it Donald Trump? It was pretty funny. No, don't go to that one yet. Um, there's uh, there's there's two more clips. I want to play the, the, the no, the other one. Not that one, the other one. That says Buddy Brown on it. Why is it? Oh, you didn't download the, you didn't get the other video yet. No, um, it still hasn't come through. It should be in your pictures now because you you hit it already so i i kind of knew that i was on the right track with these movies because i watched the first one the 2012 one first 
And uh, and there was one scene that caught my eye, and I, I of course we're having trouble um, playing it directly from Amazon Prime on the computer uh, because uh, whatever HD content. So I actually like videoed it from my phone off my tablet. So I apologize for the quality, but you'll you guys will get the picture here. So uh, yeah, play this one real quick. Well, I gotta. You got to set it up first. Yeah, I got to Okay. Because I was busy trying to find the other one. All right. Gotcha. So, um, the, in my research, I found, uh, well, let's get to this. Do you remember Josh's theory about RH negatives that he told us uh, when we were in Colorado? Probably not. Uh, probably not. So, <laughs> you weren't even getting high back then. No. <laughs> but you got really drunk that night. I was really so drunk. You got really drunk that night. So, um, and and Josh is Josh from the Red Pill Project has has spat of the theory on a couple of occasions that he thinks that at some point in the past, some kind of alien race showed up and basically uh, it was like invasion of the body snatchers shit, right? Parasites I- infecting us, um, and that's where some of the the Rh negative Rh positive thing comes from. So it was really interesting when I was doing the real research um, because I found something right along those lines before I watched these movies. But go ahead if, if you got that set up. Play this one first. Very, Jake Wando. Yeah, gl- glad I'm not in Sherm sure training, training <laughs> mode. That's right. So Just because I ate some gummies, I won't, you guys but will never let me live that down. That, that movie's from 2019. Oh my God, I will get there, Jake Wando Master. Calm down. Um, <laughs> don't steal my thunder, darling. <laughs> uh, that was from 2019. If you were on a 10 year cycle, like 2029, 20, shit's going to blow up. Hey, yeah. you never know. All right. So seems like they're, they're getting there covering all their bases. Right. So, all right. Okay. So this is, this is quick, but this is just a minute. <laughs> Das heißt nicht Hitler! Uh, so, Klaus is the clown leading us. <laughs> what did you all buy tickets? <laughs> right, okay, so do you want to introduce me to your friends? Ow! Get your hooks off me, you crystal knock piece of shit! Ow! Ah, I can make this with your while, just please let me go. Da wispert! Go back just a second there, because yeah. I'm sure you guys all saw that. But this is how I knew I was on the right track, right? Because what does it say right there? Klaus Adler presents New World Order. Isn't that so much fun? Yeah, so this is from the first movie. This is Iron Sky from 2012. 2012, New World Order. Klaus Mm. Adler. Interesting that they, of course, Klaus being Klaus Schwab, but Adler... Adler is like, uh, it's a tree and it means like, it's like an ancient tree or, or, uh, the tree of wisdom 
something like that. So uh, I was like, oh shit, New World Order. Okay, this is, they're definitely trying to tell us what's going on with these movies. Because if they're talking about the New World Order, that is like, that's a clue that, hello, um, this is, you know, pre-programming, foreshadowing, whatever you want to call it. This This movie, as campy and stupid as it is, they're trying to tell us something that's really going on. So this clip, uh, this clip is from the second movie, The Coming Race. And it's a good synopsis of all of the real research that I've done in, in the just the last couple of weeks when I started falling down this rabbit hole. And then I saw this movie this morning and I was like, holy shit. So. I knew you would be back. Explain. It's called Rilia. It is pure energy. It powers our ships. It makes us live forever. Us who? You have to cut me loose so I can show you. Better not try anything funny, old man. was in charge he ordered us to try and make contact with the locals i told him it was a mistake of course i was proven right we were the only intelligent creatures on the planet it was ours We studied the flora and fauna, while the others obsessed over big game. I focused on the small. A new order had arisen, the primates. Then I did something I knew my brother would never understand. some of our precious Aurelia and gave it to my two favorites, Adam and Eve. I could have waited, let nature take its course, but why not give evolution a nudge? But I learned soon that the paradise was doomed.
brother ordered us to take our ship and move underground. You see, the earth is hollow. In the center, you find enough Freya for all of us. Enough to power your ship. Enough to keep your mother alive. The other files are not as nice as I am. They hate your kind. Won't be easy to get the relief from them. Wasn't planning on asking. Oh, how human of you. The entrance to the hollow earth lies between two mountains on Antarctica. Entrance to hollow earth? Okay. He wants them down there? You find the city of Agatha. In the middle of the city lies a temple where they keep the relia. In a simple vessel called the Holy Grail. What's your angle? Why so eager to help? I'm running out of option now, my dear. Just like you. Running out of options. Antarctica. Isn't that interesting? Because what did we just find the other day on the Ingersoll Lockwood website? It's the furthest one on the right. Right? So while we were on Cannabis in Combat the other day, um, they were doing their Ingersoll Lockwood episode. And it was so interesting because uh, James from We The People Radio um, found that if you highlight the page, it brings up certain things. So now when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to Germany well, we lived in England for a while and we'd go to Germany on vacation and whatnot. So um, we'd go and visit our the old family homes and, and I'd seen letters and pictures and documents and things like that. So see if you can, well, first off, go to the, the CQW9DFO and then go to the three dots next to it, I think it is. Which one are you looking for? Uh, they they first go to the the Google Google what? Maps. I think it's the I think it's that the, one. Is it that one? Yeah. No. Or no. It is the other one. Uh, no, it's not the other one. Either. Yeah, it's the CQ. It's that one. Hold on. No, it's not that one either. No, it's the actual CQ. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. As this pulls up Google Earth, so interesting. Where does it bring you to? Antarctica. And zoom in on that. You make that, yeah. You know what that is? It looks like an entrance. That is the entrance to hollow Earth in Antarctica. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Not a whole lot of ice around it either. No, and there's a mountain range right here. There sure is. range right here. Yep. That should be covered in snow and ice right there. Mm -hmm. But it's not. That's the entrance to Hollow Earth. 
Yes. I think it's a portal. Yes. So if you guys want to know what the Vril is, um, the Vril is an alien race from beyond the Pallades system. Um, they came here about 500 million years ago. Um, they look like lizards. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Mm-hmm. However, they can, uh, where is that? That's Antarctica, B.T. Wallace. That is uh, 66 minutes south, 36, or uh, 66 degrees south, 36 minutes by 12 seconds and five uh, one hundredths of a second south by 99 degrees east, 43 minutes uh, east and 15 seconds. Yeah. So that's uh, that's in Antarctica. So anyway, um, so the Vril, again, uh, race of aliens came here about 500 million years ago. And they can, when they finish with the body that they occupy, um, they can transfer their consciousness by essentially... Uh, what Jay Kwondo master I think said. Um, so they, they said proboscis uh, comes out of their head and it's, it's a little parasite and it goes into another body and it takes over their consciousness um, almost entirely. It retains most of that person's memories, um, but their consciousness, their soul is, is gone, is detached. So, uh, the Vril are essentially, they can live forever because they transfer their consciousness from one to the other. Uh, so we're talking about the Vril. So, um, so when Maria Orsic got information on how to build a, build the spaceship from the Vril and she thought she was receiving transmissions from outer space, she wasn't, she was receiving transmissions essentially from below her feet from hollow earth. Uh, where the Vril are and have been for a very long time. And I think the time has started to come now where um, what they they said in the book, that time has come. They are, they are starting to come up and reclaim their earth. So when a Vril enters a person, it goes in through their eye. And their eye swells up, turns black and blue. Where do we see that a lot? The Black Eye Club. The Black Eye Club. Isn't that interesting? The Vril also have cloning abilities. So they can clone people. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Donald Marshall? I think he's dead now. I haven't heard from him about uh, about two years. Um, what happens if the host dies before the Vril can transfer? Can Vril breed? Yes, Vril can breed. Um, and when they breed, they they breed in their lizard form but they can transfer their consciousness to a human form and essentially take over that humanoid. However, I don't believe they can occupy an RH negative person. I think it has to be an RH positive. Um, and I say so that- So essentially they're fucked here. I say that because RH negatives are not clonable. And they have been cloning people for a, a very long time. So- Anyway, uh, so am I saying a lizard is a person? I'm saying that some people have um, 
reptile type yeah, features. About reptile them. parasites that essentially they have a, a lizard consciousness because they've been taken over by, by a parasite, by an alien lizard parasite. Uh, black eye kids, black holiday, black eye kids is actually even more heinous and horrendous. Uh, yes. Panda eyes. That's exactly what that is. Um, kind of like black eyed. That's piece. when, when kids are sodomized, the force of that violation actually makes their eyes swell and turn black. Um, that's something entirely different and absolutely horribly disgusting. So, uh, but anyway, so in the, amongst the Ing Ingersoll Lockwood, uh, in the website, hidden in some of these things. We found this the plans to the spaceship. So... Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. So... If you guys want to see this. There we go. Uh, so the Hanabu 1, right? This is... Um, Oh, kids with black pupils. Uh, kids with black pupils are, I believe, babies that are born born from vaccinated parents. That's I little... didn't get that. Could you try again? Shut up. What Nobody the asked fuck? you. No. Uh, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah, black-eyed kids. That's, as far as I know, all the black-eyed kids are born from vaccinated parents. Um, so Hannibal one. Yep. Really quick. Uh, the thing that caught me right off the bat was just the name of it, uh, because it's a, <sighs> I hate saying these words, uh, middle schwar, but Palutskilis. Oh, middle schwar, Biwa Fenter. Um, is that P or F? Plugracial. Pugler. Yeah. Pugler. Yes. Type Hanabu one. So this it basically it means flying spacecraft. Yes. Type Hanabu one. Uh, duration or how long it can fly was twenty five meters at the time, uh, yeah. with seventy seven percent uh, thrust or. This was the results of throttle. the first test. So yes. the first test only flew twenty five meters and then it crashed. Uh, the Sternberg or the Magfield, it's an it's an impulsor. So it it emitted four impulses per minute. Uh, that is like. Um, Essentially, if you think about it, you guys remember, um, you always wonder where movies get their ideas from, right? They obviously draw them from life somewhere, even the fictional ones, right? So do you remember when, uh, what, what the fuck was the movie with Superman where they're, uh, the latest one, like with a new guy, not Christopher Reeves, not hi, I was riding a horse and broke my I, neck and now I'm not Superman anymore because obviously I'm not very super. Um, dude, I was there when that happened. That shit sucked. But really, who was the new guy? If you remember, it was the newest one where they're sucking up shit and pushing it down with the, the, the earth engine yep. or the... Uh, Yes. Where they're able to transform the earth to be what they want. Yes. That was a so mag failed impulsor. That's basically what a, an impulsor is. It picks shit up and it moves it down and it prevents or it provides lift to the craft doing it. Now, obviously on a smaller level, not on such a stupendous level as in the movie. However, they obviously got that idea from somewhere. So somebody saw something like this working to cause that 
type of uh, fluctuation in our gravity. Now, uh, there are some things in reality that this kind of fits with because when I watch, when you watch the movie, for instance, like uh, what's the one independence day. Yep. Okay. So that spaceship is literally based off of these plans. Independence day two was the one where I noticed it because they said in the, in <laughs> um, they even called it a star drive too, which fucking yep. drives me nuts. But in the movie, they said, look, we can't shoot off the star drive in our atmosphere. And he said, why? He said, well, we'd burn up. It wouldn't, there's too much friction on the earth for that to happen. Well, in this one, they call it a star drive as well. And they call it the impulsor, which makes me think even more about the technology that they've seen or something they've seen. Okay. It's not necessarily the technology. They saw something that operated that way. So the impulsor pushes, pushes down and up at the same time, which creates that negative balanced field underneath it. And it would crush things as it flew. So it would leave a path in the earth. So for instance, like crop circles, exactly. And that's where I was going to go with that, but you jumped to it ahead of me. So fuck you. Or it could be just a bunch of guys going out there with two by fours in between their feet, walking around the fields, knocking down the fucking crop, which is also possible. And it is yet to be proven that these crop circles are fucking being made from fucking spaceships. However, there is a possibility why they would make them in such unique shapes. I have no idea. Um, but this goes on and it goes into, uh, eight student is like, um, uh, or 18 student is like, uh, how much it weighs. It's like a, it's a measurement of weight in German. So be like, uh, it's not necessarily a kilogram. It's less than a kilogram, but more than more than a gram. So it's like the hundredth of gram. It's not necessarily a kil kilogram because it's not a thousand. So it's a hundredth of a gram. Um, uh, I'm trying to, and then it goes into the measurements. It got to 60% engine yeah. capacity, capacity before it shut down for after eight minutes. Eight minutes. Um, so it flew for quite a long time. Yeah. It didn't cover a whole lot of ground. Um, and it also talks, it, it also talks about its grand total weight, like what it, completely weighed its max weight, which is 48, uh, 4,800 Xyla. If I remember correctly, that's like, it's just under, uh, 6,000 pounds. So it basically weighed just under 6,000 pounds. Um, however, it flew for 48 minutes. If you think no, about something for eight minutes or eight minutes, see, if you think about something that weighs, you know, just under 6,000 pounds, that's quite a lot of weight. So this was the first test and it was generally, I mean, it was partially successful. And they go into that here okay. and it talks about it here because it's a, it was a parallel to the first, uh, the second test with the, uh, Hanabu two. Um, and they, the only thing they changed was the tra trajectory of the flight path. So they aimed it up a little bit more instead of putting it on more level flight over ground. Yep. So the Hanabu 2 was created. Hanabu 2, obviously, 7 November 1943. The interesting part about this is it, the SS was directly involved in this. Uh, in this, 
and we'll, compilation. We'll get to some of that too. So and I have you can kind of see it that. because there's a swastika here, and down here it's an iron cross. Yeah. Well, there's still a swastika at the top, but then there's the iron. Cross. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. They added the 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 iron cross to it, which yep. is different than what they did to that one. And it's more round. It's got a little. It's more aerodynamic, if you will. This one flew for a, a hell of a lot longer duration, um, and a lot faster too. And they said they even enacted the star drive on this one. Yeah, so it got it to one hundred percent capacity. Yep. Um, and this one was a little bit. Uh, it flew for over six thousand kilometers. Went fifteen minutes. Didn't yes. crash. They landed it successfully. Yep. Um, and uh, but what was really interesting was that they they gave the 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 Fuhrer, uh gave the plans to the wonder prodigy Einstein uh, to verify that it would actually fly before they tested it uh, when they made these changes to the star drive. Um, so if you guys think that Einstein fled Germany as a Jew um, because they were going to come after him because he was Jewish, that's... Well, he did flee, but he fled because he knew what the Germans were trying to do. Exactly. And that's the reason why he yeah. left. And this one also, it operated, yeah, the star drive reached 100% for 19 minutes. However, it dropped back down to 85% after the initial flight. So it was still active even when it landed. So, yes, Glock Holiday, the frequencies, that all kind of plays in in into what the star drive does from my understanding of it. And I've only heard this is only the third time I've seen something like this. Um, her dad showed me something much similar to these drawings. My grandpa um, or grandfather uh, showed me some things that were much similar to these drawings, a little different in there because uh, they were handwritten notes. Yep. And there were other things that were in them that were necessarily not given to the Fuhrer because back then those uh, were the, we, we have the original plans um, or I've seen the original plans there in Germany. I can't get to them right now. Um, but this is, this was the, like the recap, um, the, the report, um, the, the, uh, the sit rep. More or less were. back to the Fuhrer because this all went to the Fuhrer and the SS, you can see where the SS is not involved. And then the SS is, is involved because no SS up here, SS down here. And, uh, the flight of the, the flight trajectory and everything else. And right here, they have the big circle right here, which always kind of drew me crazy. Cause I was like, why do they have these lines right here? Why do they show all this? That's what's underneath the carriage. Um, and essentially the star drive is right in the middle. It, it flows center line, which is kind of something big with the Varil and the center line of the earth. They have to be directly in the middle of the power or they will die. It kind of goes along with uh, the idea that they're always centered up on everything. They're That's always in the middle of everything. Because they use the ley lines uh, for energy. And uh, most of the places that you can access Hollow Earth are on an energy node. So including Antarctica. And there's a place in, um starts with an S. It's a mountain in California, I think, uh, on the West Coast. Um, starts with an S. Mm-hmm. The only mountain I know in California is Big Bear Mountain. Mm -mm. Um, Somewhere on the West Coast. Starts with an S. Anyway. Um, down south? No. So Southwest or? No. no it, might be, it might be Washington State. Shenandoah? Yes. Shenandoah is in Virginia, babe. No, that's not it. It's definitely on the West Coast. 
anyway. Um, I'd have to ask but there, somebody there, from the West Coast. There are even there are places here in the United States that you can access Hollywood. Sonona? But, yes. Sonona is a valley, but it's that's no. There's Northern California. I'll have to. I'll have to go back and. I heard. I heard the name this morning. It, it, I can't quite. It'll come back to me. Um, but anyway, so uh, so yeah. So these are the plans for the spaceship that did actually fly um, at the end of World War II. The Nazis took these ships and fled to Antarctica. They went looking for the Vril, and they found them. Um, well, we don't know if they found them. Oh, no, no. They, they definitely No, we, we have no idea. Yeah, they found them. Babe, there's, we know that there's a bunch of sunk ships that look as if they were destroyed from the inside. There's no telling what caused that damage. Uh, they're all, they all have Nazi emblems on them. They're all in Antarctica. They're all sunk around the reef just outside of... Uh, a location in Antarctica. I, I know where it's at. I know it's not very close to where this other thing is, but either way, the, we have no idea whether or not they found them. They could have died while trying to walk to them. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so keep, keep it's, going down. It's all possible. It, everything is possible. You're damn right. At this point, absolutely everything is possible. So we've already been through that. Go to, yeah, go it. to, go to the other side. Um, the website, the other set of plans. Yeah, that one. That is that one. Nope. Oh, no. It sure isn't. What does that say up in the top left? Antarctica, Antarctica essentially. 1938 to 1939. Yeah, Deutsch Antarctic Expedition. The Deutsch. Yes. So the German Antarctica Expedition, 1938 to 1939. Uh, with uh, pictures or plans um, of... They crash landed. They could have crash landed on Antarctica. I'd never seen anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Admiral Byrd uh, went to Antarctica at... Oh, shit. Yeah, there's more. Oh shit. And and see that has the United Space New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. Deutsch Antarctic Expedition. Expedition. Um and these are actual pictures of pictures it. Pictures of them. Yep. Uh and sp the Space Force right there. Look at that. That's that's a good picture of it right there. It sure is. Yeah. Any more over there? No, that's it. Okay. See? Yeah. Well, there's your Hannibal 1 and Hannibal 2. Very interesting. So, yeah. So, Admiral Byrd, uh, what does that say? Vril Odin. Vril Odin. Hold on, I just zoomed in. So, you yeah. Give me a second. Get back to it. Vril Odin, April 1945. One month. One month. Uh, this is over Antarctica. Huh. So, so somehow photograph got Bird. back out of Antarctica. That was from Admiral Byrd's expedition. I doubt it. I bet it was. I doubt it. No, because it was German, because it's written in German. 
Maybe. I I doubt that highly. Okay. I don't think it was Emerald Burr's. Uh, Emerald Burr, nothing made it back out of Antarctica. No, no, some of them came back. I mean, Emerald Burr made it back, but they didn't bring anything back with them. They had nothing in their hands. They were found empty-handed. That's why everybody considered it the great failure, because he came back basically empty-handed. He found, according, he found a bunch of shit. He said he found a bunch of shit, but he has no proof of it. This came back from Germany. This is all, I'm sorry, we weren't pulling this out of Germany in 13 December 1952. Yeah, that wasn't coming out of Germany in 1952. Sorry. No. Unless we found something while we were there. And notice that the bottom part of that picture right here, right in this area, if you look at that, that's going from there to flying. So basically they're saying it can hover. It can move like a light beam is what they're trying to say. And that's kind of what this says over here. It has the ability to fly like a light beam. What does that mean? Well, it shoots like that. It goes like it shoots all over the fucking place. It's weird, but I, I give you, there's, there's something to it. I'm not saying that there isn't, I, I, I find it odd. This is really the most interesting part to it, to me about it. Cause, uh, I'm sure nobody knows what boat that is. What boat is that? The, uh, Keurig. It was a Russian boat. Okay. And it went to Antarctica. Interesting. And it never came back from Antarctica. And it's odd because. So how do we have a picture of it? Uh, that was that was not in Antarctica. Mm. That was before it left for Antarctica. Okay. But the crazy part about that boat, the Keurig has, uh, it was known as a, uh, it's a deep well operation boat, which means that they ran shit up and down. Th that was like a cable hauler, if you were, Will. Uh, we were laying cables across the Atlantic to, it was a deep sea cable hauler, and but it had the ability, if you wanted it to, to drill. Because you had to drill in spots to get the cables to lay right across the ocean so that the sea moving back and forth didn't break the cable because the sea is that powerful. I mean, obviously it is. It's extremely powerful. That being said, you would have to drill through or core through, as they called it, because it was a deep, uh, deep core. It, you'd have to core through the under, underwater mountains and whatnot to make a flat level plane to lay that cable down. Well, that was the Russian side of it. And that's Keurig. Keurig did go down to um, Antarctica and in its mission to Antarctica, it never returned. It sank and they don't know where, but I thought it was odd because of when it went, it went in 1950. Uh, they believe it sank in 51 because it wasn't supposed to be back till 52. So it kind of gives you the idea that the boat went down there. Something happened somewhere along the lines. They stopped receiving communications from it, obviously, in which case the boat sank. You're talking about a deep core driller. Where did it go? So the B2 also, the power source of these craft is some kind of red mercury serum 115. Amongst other, I mean, they call it the star drive. It that whatever the star drive operated on is whatever the power source was the star drive was the uh maybe it was the real if you look at if you look up here for instance uh hold on let me go over so like this whole thing here they call this whole thing the star drive 
that whole thing right in the middle is where that guy's standing is called the star drive. Whatever that was, whatever power source that was, whatever power that it contained, however it flew, whatever provided its propulsion, it came from that. And they, they have several instances that in these plans, uh, that's just a deflector, a magnetic deflector, which how they knew what a magnetic deflector was back in 40 something. That's good to know. Um, anyway, uh, everything, this is power United power come through power out, power out. Um, this is just uh it's like turbines. This is like one big turbine pushing around, but wherever the power, all the power comes from here. So in this centerpiece here is where all the power comes from. Now, how anybody else can figure this out from Fort in the forties, you got me. I, I don't even know how they, I don't even know what half this shit is. I mean, this looks like a, a shit shoot. This looks like a shitter. I mean, <laughs> uh, alien technology because she was given these plans from the real She uh, And so actually, uh, don't, so this don't, is the uh, this is the crash. This is what the first one looked like when it crashed as it was coming down. This drawing here is that first one. It crashed, so and that's what it looked like before it hit the ground. Don't close this website entirely, but minimize it and go over to a, another one. Um, if you pull up, because there's some interesting histories that I found here. Um, yeah, no, go to the, yeah, go to that one that, no, the, the other one, the mysterious Royal society. Yep. That one. I know. I'm so annoying to you. You are. Okay. I don't need to do that. Nope. You sure don't I just need to do this. Yep. Uh, that one. There we go. So. Why don't you just do? I'm not quite sure what you're doing here. Anyway. I'm trying to blow it up so people can see it. Okay. So shut it. All right. Well, all right. So this goes into, this talks a little bit about um, the book, The Coming Race, initially. Um, so it's the real force was explained in the coming races, thus an explanation of which I understood very little for there is no word in any language I know, which is an exact synonym for real. I should call it electricity, except that it comprehends it in its manifold branches, other forces of nature to which in our scientific nomenclature, differing names are assigned such as magnetism, galvanism, etc. These people consider that in Vril, they have arrived at unity in natural energetic agencies, which has been conjectured by many philosophers above ground. So in 1919, Vril founder Maria Orsic met with members of the Thule Society in a rented hunting lodge near uh, Berchtesgaden, Germany. The purpose of the meeting was to discuss telepathic Berchtesgaden. God bless. I wish you would speak German better, read German better than you <laughs> speak it. Holy shit. Berchtesgaden. Berchtesgaden is where? Garden. No. no, are there? Birch's Garden is where? I don't know. Birch's Garden is where fucking Hitler built the Eagle's Nest. Fantastic. 
Uh, the purpose of the meeting was to discuss telepathic messages that Maria Orsic had received. Do you know where the Eagle's Nest is? Stop. You're no. not even listening. Do you know where the Eagle's Nest care. is? The Eagle's Nest is the highest point of the highest peak in the Alps in Birch's Garden. It is like the ultimate, <laughs> it's the epitome of the uh, Reichsbaden. It is the top of the Third Reich. You are like, if you live there, if you own a home there, if you vacation there, you're at the top of the Reich. That means he's trusting you with something because Maria Orsic was who? Uh, she was his personal medium. Thank you. Okay. Well, so, how about you try telling everybody that because Birch's Garden actually well, means we'll, a lot. We'll get to that. Uh, this is in 1919. This is before she even met Hitler. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So the purpose, and there, this was part of the reason that Hitler built that there. Uh, the purpose of the meeting was to discuss telepathic messages that Maria Orsic had received. She brought two piles of papers containing transcripts of the messages she had been given. So according to Orsic and her brilliant sidekick, Sigrun, the messages came from the Aldebaran solar system in the constellation of Taurus, located 68 light years from Earth. One series of messages were written in a language that Orsic did not recognize, but thought to be German Templar script. The second set of messages were completely unrecognizable to Orsic and Sigrun. With the help of the Thule Society members, the scripts were examined and determined to be ancient Sumerian script, a little-known language used in ancient Babylonian times. Orsic and her real co-leader, Sigrun, translated what they could and found that the messages contained instructions for building a circular-shaped flying machine that operated off a mysterious energy source. A similar mention of these flying machines was made nearly a thousand years earlier in the epic poem uh, Saragmangana... Sutradhara. Uh, this describes construction of flying machines that sound surprisingly similar to the Vril aircraft. Strong and durable must the body of the Vimana be made like a great flying bird of light material. Inside, one must put the Mercury engine with its iron heating apparatus underneath. By means of the power latent in the Mercury, which sets the driving whirlwind in motion, a man sitting inside may travel a great distance in the sky. The movements of a Vimamana are such that it can vertically ascend, vertically descend, or move slanting forwards and backwards. With the help of machines, human beings can fly through the air and heavenly beings can come down to earth. That was written a thousand years before. Okay. Uh, let's see. BT Wallace said, um, these Volk groups had several types and splits. It's my belief that the Thule Society stole much of what it believed from the Munich cosmic circles of Alfred Schuller. Uh, yes, literally Bird's Garden is a weird place. To get to the house, you've got to take a bus up windy roads that are engineered in such a way to go up them. That only gets you up to the town, mm -hmm. though. That doesn't actually get you to the house. To get to the eagle's nest, you have to ride a gondola that goes the rest of the way up to the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Okay. Uh, once you get to the actual house, the vibe is totally off. At least that's how I felt when I was there. Mick is right. It's the highest point in the area. You can see for miles. So, yes. yes. It, it is a weird vibe too. And uh, do you ever go down, uh, Texas, do you ever go down to the wine cellar? Because if you never went down to the wine cellar, it was the most eeriest place I'd ever seen. And just, I, I just felt weird the whole time I was there. I felt like I was literally, my skin was on fire. I have no idea why, but it felt like my skin was on. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because where else have we seen ancient Sumerian script recently? Up at the stones. The Georgia Guidestones, yep. the top of the Georgia Guidestones. Yep. And that has that same vibe, that that energy null 
like it's sucking all the goodness out of out of the world. Well, well, that's well. One part of it's Sanskrit. They had Sumerian. They had ancient Sumerian mm -hmm. written on the other side. One side was Sanskrit. One side was Sumerian. One side was uh, Venetian, or uh, yeah, I think it was Venetian. And then the other one was a uh, valid. Uh, I forget what the other one was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, scroll. Can you scroll down a little bit? So the real flying machine. Uh, so the flying machine constructions plans that Orsic and Sigrun received from the Aldebaran planet were rushed to the University of Munich, where they are examined in detail by Dr. W.O. Schumann. Uh, yes. Didn't you just talk about Schum Schumann? Or was that Schuler? Anyway, uh, Schumann concluded that they didn't contain, they did indeed contain viable engineering specifications and the flying machine that construction specs mapped out could possibly work. The decision was made to attempt to build the real strange energy powered craft. Financial constraints slowed construction progress for three years. By 1922, parts for the flying machine began arriving from various industrial sources with additional financing provided by the Thule Society. The plans detailed the machine whose principal flight utilized circular discs spun in counter rotation that created an anti-gravity effect. Reminiscent of the Old Testament's fiery chariot mentioned in the book of Ezekiel that spun like a wheel within a wheel. The construction efforts began in earnest in 1923 after financial constraints were worked out. Some wondered why the Aldebaran star system inhabitants would assist Vril with development of advanced technologies such as the Vril flying machine. The Aldebarans responded in kind. It was revealed that the Aldebarans saw an economic disparity in earth cultures that fueled perpetual conflict between the various countries scattered around the planet. Free transportation, such as the real flying machine, would provide e easy movement between the countries that could alleviate the division between the various nations. Sadly, during this time, Hitler came to power and the National Socialist Party had very different perspectives on uses for the real flying machine. So basically, Maria Orsic wanted to give free energy to the world. She was all about peace and love. She wanted to make everybody happy. She thought if she gave everyone free energy that she could stop these horrible conflicts because that's what everybody fights all over, right? She she wanted she wanted to create a new a, a new world order, a utopian new world order, um, which Hitler and the Thule Society also wanted to do, but they had very different ideas for what their new world order would consist of. So um, that was one of the primary reasons that Maria left was because she did not agree with their. It does sound like Tesla's tech. It kind of is in a way. Uh, there's been arguments about whether or not Orsic and Tesla were related. Um, it, it's odd in many a different way. I, I can tell you this what this much. I can tell you it's not Tesla's tech though. Um, I, I it, it definitely isn't Tesla's stuff. I can tell you that much. But either way, this does get more interesting because then it talks to the uh, Third Reich accelerating it, which they did do. Uh, Third, Reich, Third Reich, when they found out all these plans, they figured all this stuff out. They were like, yeah, we got to move this forward. So during the development of the Verlfein machine prototype, Hitler rose to power in Germany and began his conquest to conquer Western nations. Hitler's National Socialist Party held the same utopian New World ide ideologies that the Vril Society sought to achieve and face before the Vril machine was even conceived a similar oper 
operated Thule Society was an important sponsor of the Nazi party during its early days. This is very true. Understand the Thule's also had an idea for a new world order. Wasn't the same as the Nazis. However, they did hold the same idea. Uh, they also, uh, Orsic was obviously very much involved in this. So this, this is really interesting. So in November, 1924, Orsic attended a meeting in Munich, Germany and attendance were Orsic, Rudolf Hess and Rudolf von, uh, von Sebottendorf, Sebottendorf, yeah. uh, founder of the Thule Gellenschaft. The purpose of the meeting was to utilize Orsic to channel communications from Dietrich Eckhart, a prior Thule member who had died one year earlier. And Maria Orsic was a, a world-renowned medium at this point, well before she founded um, the, the Vril Society. She was she was known as a medium, a witch, whatever you want to call her. You do all realize who Rudolf Hess eventually became, right? Uh, Hess uh, Oil? No. Hmm. Rudolf Hess was a Nazi. He was a... Uh, he was, he eventually, he was the first commander of the SS. Hmm. Uh -huh. Okay. Then, uh, because they were looking for one of Orsic sisters. Yeah. That they thought knew that where the uh, power for the star drive was. So during the session, the voice of Eckert emanated from Orsic. Suddenly the message stopped and the voice of Eckert proclaimed that a very important message had arrived. The voice changed to an unknown woman's voice and identified itself as the Sumi, dwellers of a distant world which or orbits the star Aldebaran in the constellation you call Taurus the Bull. The voice explained that Sumi were a humanoid race who had colonized the, colonized the Earth 500 million years ago, supposed by some to be the Atlanteans. The Sumi explained that they had built great cities in Iraq and those that had survived a great flood were ancestors of the modern-day Aryan race. Sebettendorf asked for proof, and Orsic, in a trance, quickly scribbled strange symbols on a piece of paper. These marks were later examined and deemed to be ancient Sumerian texts. So, after more than a decade of work, the Vril spaceship finally reached conclusion in 1934 and was ready for its first flight. Flown by World War I ace Lothar Waits, uh, the aircraft christened the RFC-1 took off. The craft wobbled to an altitude of 60 meters and was quickly brought back down. Upon landing, the craft spun out of control, ripping it to pieces. Waits escaped unharmed. Towards the end of 1934, a second craft, the RFC-2, was test flown successfully. Nazi interest in the usual aircraft peaked and the EIV, or Black Sun Group, a division of the Nazi SS, took over the project. Funding continued at a slow pace, whilst the E four completed a uh, group competed for funds with Nazi Luftwaffe warplane production groups. 10 years later in 1941, another craft, the Vril two was put in production. Uh, the Nazi craft enjoyed the Schuma levitator drive for vertical lift. The Vril two production crew noted that the engine produced dramatic effects when accelerated descriptions of blurred counters uh, and emissions of luminous ionization colors were included in their research reports. So essentially, that was your your star drive. That was your impulsor. Your impulsor right there is now pushing and driving this device up. And the more it pushed down, the bigger the, the push. Obviously, the flatter everything got around it, brought it up. Uh, it was around this time that the third critical meeting occurred in 1943. Orsic Singren attended a meeting seaside resort of Kohlberg, Germany, which Kohlberg still exists today. It's completely empty. Um, 
it used to be an SS city. It was like Nazi headquarters on the beach. And this is where they liked it. <coughs> the purpose was specifically to discuss the Aberdeen project. The Vril Society had received additional information about two habitable planets around Alderaan Sun, and the group continued planning a trip to faraway solar systems. Ahead, heads of the Nazi Socialist Party heard about the meeting, and several months later, the Nazi war machine began to grind to a halt. Another meeting was called to discuss the project on January 22nd, 1944. A meeting with Hitler, Himmler, uh, Schumann, Kunkel and uh, Gelschkraft met oh, Kunkel of the Vril Gelschkraft. Yes. So of the Vril group met to discuss 60, 68 light year trip to the Alderan system, which was reported to be plans given by the Virilians explained that they were to fly through a dimensional channel, i.e. a wormhole from our solar system to Alderbron. What did they just discover? Black holes. In, in our solar system, sun. right? Won't they just discovered come? a black hole, a soft black hole in our solar system. Isn't that really a butthole? Isn't that interesting, though? Or brown eye? <laughs> so later that year, the seventh iteration of the Vril aircraft, aptly named Vril 7, made its first test flight, authorized by Hitler and Himmler. The project reportedly produced a very surprising result. After the first test flight, onlookers claimed that the Vril 7 looked as if it had been flying for a hundred years. Upon its return, its outer skin looked aged and was damaged in several places. So upon the conclusion of World War II, many Nazi war criminals fled the country. Orsic and the Vril Society were last heard from in 1945. A Vril later dated March 11th, 1945, was sent to Vril Gelschkraft members, written by Orsic and concluded with Nyman Blipter, nobody is staying here. Orsic and the Vril disappeared forever. No, it has been rumored that Orsic escaped to South America or Antarctica. Many believe she escaped Germany with other Nazi war criminals. So not true. Um, she came here. Um, so no, they were not flying through space. BT Wallace said they were dimensional traveling, parallel shifting of reality. Correct. Uh, basically flying through the multiverse. Um, so immediately after Orsic's disappearance, it was rumored that an American expedition to Antarctica was launched. It was widely known that Americans sought Nazi technology after the defeat of the Germans. Although the Antarctica expedition, known as Operation High Jump, proclaimed their objective was to study Antarctica. Many believe that Admiral Richard E. Byrd's true objective was to flush out Germans in Antarctica and capture alien UFO technology. The expedition began in 1945 and ended abruptly in March 1947. Two so, months later, the world received the first reports of a modern-day UFO, the 1947 Kenneth Arnold sighting. So let, let's just examine that real quick, okay? So Bird goes down there for Operation High Jump, mm -hmm. right? And in Operation High Jump, we're ex examining Antarctica. Uh, Bird comes, obviously got back. Uh, actually, he was rescued because they lost, they didn't get any communications from him. So... They go down there. They find Bird stranded on an island with a couple other survivors. And then he tells everybody, yeah, everybody else is dead. Uh, we had a run-in with what they called um, an iceberg that seemed to follow them. And then they said that flying saucers with lasers came out and shot at them. Yes. So you go ahead and tell me which one it is. I... I don't know from bird sightings if birds telling the truth. Uh, and this is, that's where it gets hinky because now we've got to trust somebody else 
who may or may not have seen this, who may or may not have been there, may or may not have been conscious during all of this. Who knows? For all we know, he's tripping out because it's so fucking cold down there. He would have fucking died if he didn't start tripping out. Well, from his notebook, from his his log or his diary or whatever it was, his journal, um, he, he actually did confront the Nazis down there and ended up surrendering to them. Well, he says that. He, he wrote that, but they found him on an island. Um, just saying. And then, um, oh, Sam Tripley and Tinfoil Hat did an interview with Dr. Truott, who had done a deathbed interview with the first lieutenant who was on the bridge with Admiral Byrd and gave the same story. Well, you, so, got, you got two accounts that match up. Who knows if he memorized it or not? Yeah. Uh, remember Kenneth Arnold didn't see circular ships. He said they were winged craft that flew as though a saucer skipping through water. Interesting. Okay. Um, so close this one out. And yeah, there we go. And then go over to this one, the Vril Lizards. So uh, if you've got, if you guys haven't heard of this guy, Donald Marshall, I'm not quite sure what to think of him. However, um, he claims, and he, he started, I guess he put out this Facebook post in 2011, 2012, and it went like super viral. And he said that he basically was sold into, um, cloning child slavery. I don't know. Uh, from the time he was five, that he was a cute kid and that they cuter, right? That they mm -hmm. clone you. And when you're in REM sleep, they can activate your clone and do whatever they want to it. And those memories are suppressed. And sometimes they're released when you're 30 or so. Um, and there apparently have been a, a whole bunch of like celebrities that have come out and said, stop human cloning, like Nicki Minaj, um, some rapper BYO or some BOB or something like that. BYOB. Yeah. Something like beer. that. So anyway, um, so, but he, he talks about this and, and he talks about the, the Vril, um, the, there's three types of Vril, Vril type one, type two, and type three that live underground in the hollow earth. And they are doing this uh, literally as we speak. So um, he calls it droning when they transfer their consciousness. So droning occurs when a vril injects its quill or uh, proboscis into the human eye. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's getting skull fucked. Jesus I'm just saying. Christ. Uh, where the lizard parasite takes over the human host brain. It's terribly painful for the human being until the human consciousness dies and the real parasite consciousness is in full control. All or most memory and ability of former human is retained and the lizard consciousness now mimics the former human's behaviors. The former human is now a drone. These are the people that are used by the Vril to infiltrate governments, religious, legal, and financial systems. That's your dog again. Organizations and or corporations. Annie, stop. Slide down, you dumbass. All right. 
She really is your dog. It is not uncommon for male or female drones to lose their hair at a younger age. Intelligence seems a little decreased with a minimal, minimal capacity, if any, to understand sarcasm and or dry humor. Offspring have increased risk of various birth abnormalities. Drones often seem incapable of empathy or sympathy and can quite often display psychotic behaviors. Drones enjoy perversion, sexual deviance, and self-gratification. The drone will seem to be an ill human until fully recovered from the parasitical infection, which takes varying degrees of time, but is usually minimal. <laughs> the eye that was droned with the proboscis will be affected and sometimes never fully recovers, leaving the affected eye to seem different from the other. Most drones appear completely normal and walk among us undetected. Kind of like the governor of New York right now? Yes, dude. We were just talking about her this morning or this afternoon. Fucking Kathy Hochul. I swear to God, she looks like she looks like a clone or she looks like a drone. She really does, as far as this go. One eye is all fucked up. It's like half closed and kind of like bulging. And uh yeah, so weird. Anyway, go down a little bit. Um, I, I, I think Biden is one too. So what is, what's that? It's the eye of Horace. That's the eye of Horace. You were just talking about that over here, BT Wallace and Jay Quando Master. The vril proboscis connects with the human eye and releases a foamy substance where the parasite injects itself into the human brain. The unfortunate human suffers temporary agony. Once the parasite is effectively in the brain, the human <laughs> ceases to exist and the vril is in full control of its host body. The age old eye of Horus symbol represents the age old droning process that has been so effectively concealed from the history books. The drones ensure the real agenda continues successfully and the fearful and or willing compliant humans effectively aid them in their mission until now. Uh, drones do not have lizard eyes. There are no major or obvious physical changes to the human body. The only change is that the human consciousness has ceased to exist and the real consciousness is now in full control of the body. Drones are not shapeshifters. Once the lizard takes over the human, there is no transferring in and out of the body as it is a permanent one-time transfer until the lizard consciousness perishes. Shapeshifting is thought to be a metaphoric description of droning as it was difficult for people and or their cultures to communicate the existence of the vril, much less the droning procedure in a way that would not bring them harm for attempting to expose this ancient secret or to preserve any information whatsoever. Uh, excessive or increased blinking and or lip licking may possibly be lizard traits that transfer with the consciousness. And what did I say about fucking Kathy Hochul? Like she was blinking incessantly. 600 mi minutes. It was second. ridiculous. Uh, drone offspring have increased chances of various syndromes and or birth abnormalities. Drones are not nice people. They are a lizard consciousness who killed a human being via parasite to assist the real agenda. Most drones are ruthless, psychopathic, sexually driven, and sadistic. It is reported that the genitalia has an effect on male genitalia, leading to the appearance of an underdeveloped penis. Are all the Irish real? <laughs> Just wondering. There is a possibility there. You do love another TV show, which involves a time-space whole. Right? He's Scottish, That though. is Scottish. He's Scottish, though. Uh, hair loss is reported to be a common trait among male and female drones. More skin, skin abnormalities appear, appear, such as moles, skin tags, age spots, etc. 
I have lots of moles and skin tags. I know it's ridiculous. You're probably real. Yeah, probably. I should probably take you out back and shoot you right now. Mm -hmm. Real fuck. Yeah. Um, been fucking a parasite for all these years. So yeah. Real dick. Real dick. <laughs> uh, so this says after reading Donald Marshall's story where he claims to be a clone victim subject to torturous acts by Queen Elizabeth and her gross elite friends, there was one part to his claims that I could not allow myself to believe that parasitic ancient lizards called Vril. My conscious brain would not allow me to believe this part of Donald's claims, yet something was subconsciously driving me to look into it. Finally, I decided to allow my ego to risk the potentials of embracing this ludicrousy. I communicated with Donald via Skype several times and found that not only was he very real, he's very mentally stable as well. He's humorous, kind, and intelligent. He's truly an amazing, strong, courageous, moral human being. After getting good vibes from Donald's, I kept up some really intense research, and I believe I can offer merit to Donald's claims about pro lizards. Please open that mind of yours to very real scientific possibilities that may just explain a few things. Um... So, and of course, we've learned all about parasites in the past year, year, haven't we? So interesting. Makes you wonder what the suppression of ivermectin is really about, huh? Killing the brew. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Clock Holiday said, excuse me, Doc, I got skull fucked and now my dick looks retarded. <laughs> yes, that, yes. That's exactly it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's the reason that they got the new, uh, what's the one where the, the penis is bent the wrong way or it's bent backwards. It looks like a upside down banana. Uh, what's the name? I of don't the know, disease? but they, they've been talking about Peroni's Peroni's yes, disease. Peroni's disease. There you yes. Go. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So, so this is all, this is really, I, I honestly, until I started doing research for this show, I didn't know this about the Vril. I didn't know that you could link the lizard people to the Vril or the fucking invasion of the body snatchers or the host from the Stephanie Meyer, the, the one that wrote the, uh, Twilight series. Yeah. She wrote an a, adult book called The Host. That's basically this. Literally. Seriously. Okay. Well, so. Read it. Huh? I have read it many times. Well, it's a good book. They made a movie out of it too. Um, so. But yeah, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers where a parasite, you know, enters a person, takes over their consciousness. Great. What does this anyway, say? Uh, well, all right. So uh, I aim to link science to real possibilities as I believe this is the one area that people are unable to wrap their minds around as I was. Humans, animals, insects, and reptiles can all become infected with a parasite. This is not a new concept and is widely known. Parasites take over the thought process of the host body that it invades. An infected ant will be driven to climb up a blade of grass to purposefully be eaten by grazing animals so that it can enter the stomach of sheep, cow, etc., and complete its life cycle. Sometimes the parasites can be transferred to a human that eats the newly infected animal, such as a pig. Pigs are very nasty creatures biologically, and the Bible forbids any consumption of this meat or meat of any other split hoofed animal. Sometimes humans can contract a parasite from an infected cat as well. Uh, Toxoplasma gondii. No matter how it gets contracted, once it enters the body, it can in fact invade the brain. Parasites mimic their hosts, yet the thought processes and further behaviors of infected persons alter significantly. 
Um, so, I mean, we know all, we've, we've heard all about parasites. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all good. No, that's important. All right. In the case of toxic, uh, toxoplasma Gandhi found in the stomach of cats. Cats can excrete eggs and the eggs are eaten by smaller animals such as rats. The rats ingest the parasite and are taken over to the point of losing fear of cats and, and dogs and exposing themselves directly to a cat so it can be ingested by a further uh by and further infect the cat parasites instinctual nature is to take over as much often as possible there are various ways parasites transfer animals bugs reptiles to humans once inside the human host the natural process to take over a human thought process and control and control it. This is scientifically proven. Since humans are superior, there is nothing <laughs> left to take over. The parasite is content to live with the human and the human becomes diseased. The parasite itself must feed. And if it's, if it has an infected brain, then it begins to feed of the brain itself where the host begins to lose feelings like empathy, sympathy, uh, then become sinister and self-driven. They eventually care for nothing but themselves and their self-preservation. They will hurt or destroy anything or anyone that they want and need. They become the most ruthless people on the planet. See where this is going? Our world leaders fit the psychopath description to a T. Do you think all of our corrupt leaders, corporations... Scientists, teachers, doctors, military, clergy, lawyers, judges, child welfare workers, police, etc., got infected by a cat scratch, or could there be a different way they became infected? Since parasites are very common in lizards, I wonder if you could believe for even a fraction of a second that there may be truth to the fact that the Illuminati's best set kept secret is real lizards. Could real lizards possibly transfer a parasite and take over the elite characters on our planet? and drive them to be the evil that we just cannot understand in today's world. I think so. And if you're not so sure, keep reading. Keep reading. Um, when an uninfected rat senses a predator, cat nearby, it becomes very frightened and aims to avoid the cat at all costs. As us normal humans, we do, the, we do when we sense an evil, bad, or corrupt person. Yet when we're infected, the rat senses a predator, the cat, it will present itself to the cat. This makes it so much, this makes so much sense as far as I'm concerned. We, the uninfected rats naturally sense the same fear when we're exposed to the predator cat. And when, when we are, we run away from it. Yet the infected rats, the psychopaths among us do not fear the predator. These people do not fear bigger cats who could potentially eat them. They desire to be the powerful, thereby giving up everything they are to become such. They don't care about their former self. They now thrive on power. Parasites and psychopaths oft, often crave evolving power. Scary, huh? Think so, about, I mean, if you think about the liberal party at all, I mean, yeah. this all makes sense. It all, it always can apply. My problem with this theory is that it can always apply to something you can never, cause it, it covers such a wide variation of different things. So, all right. So close this out. I mean, this can go either direction. And then, um, so I, I just want to tell everyone a couple of things that I know about the Vril that probably, 
nobody else knows it's except for people that are out that are actually in the Vril Society. Um, and, and I say that because I was invited to join the Vril Society and I declined, uh, because they are telepathic. And I was told that, um, there, there are no secrets. So the Vril work in partnership. It's always a man and a woman. Um, they, it's like a yin and a yang thing. They believe in an equal partnership. It is completely platonic. It's not a sexual thing. Um, Don't you dare give me none of your parasites, woman. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking Judy chop them. So, um, the, the, you don't go Judy chopping nothing that don't need no so, Judy chopping. Although it is a matriarchal society. Uh, Sluts. Every female Vril has a male Vril counterpart and they are equal and coexist and telepathic with each other. They, they have no secrets from each other or from the rest of the Vril society, which is why I declined because I am the keeper of a secret that I cannot disclose to anyone as it's not my secret. It's not my choice. Um, so that, that was that. However, in exploring this option of becoming a part of the Vril Society, uh, I learned a few things, which I probably shouldn't disclose, but I'm going to because fuck it, right? Why not? So, um, yes, they they thought their the hair is an energy conduit, and um, you can connect more directly to the source, the Vrilia, um, through your hair because it is a living thing in and of itself. Um, it's like a guy's beard. Yes. It's a living thing. Similar. Yes. Um, there, I, I think there are factions in the real, just like there are factions in, in our society everywhere else. Um, so essentially there are good real and there are bad real. There are a few good real left, uh, just a handful. They're known as the chimes and they're numbered. And I've spoken with one. Um, he is very, very old, but he's in a younger body. So, yes, he's one of the original Vril. Um, the tree on Avatarish. Yes, that's very, very similar. In fact, I think Avatar got a lot of its ideas concepts, for the movie from yes, Vril. From, from folklore. From all of this. Yes. Um, so... Uh, I, I will still, I still get warnings. Um, I've talked to my chime many times. Um, he actually, uh, and we email back and forth sometimes too, but, uh, he did warn me that there is nuclear war coming that we can anticipate something hitting the East coast soonish. Of course, in his concept of time soonish could be anywhere from six months to 60 years. Who knows? Um, so well, that doesn't narrow it down. It really does. Thanks for the heads up. I know, dick. I know, I know. Um, so they are still active. They are still working towards the good. Uh, ancient, let's see. BTO all said ancient Greek medical texts, Use a word for a woman's hair that is similar to testicles and long hair on a woman, according to the ancient Greeks, made her more fertile. I don't know. The film might have inspired that. They might have. Um, 
Although I find it very interesting that in most cultures, young women wore their hair long and they would either cut it or put it up when they married or, or attained their, their. And that's funny because age. in other cultures, well, in most cultures on the male side, um, yet here in America and, and you all tell me if I'm wrong, guys, gentlemen, dudes, not dudettes. I said dudes. So dudettes, shush. Yeah. So tell me something. Who was the first one to tell you that you need to shave every day? Not me. I'm a dude. No, I know. I know you're a dudette. So keep <laughs> your mouth shut. Just sit there in the corner and color. Uh-huh. It's probably your dad. Or somebody said, you know, get a haircut, get a real job, you know, shave your face, stop looking like a slob type thing. Uh, grow up like your big brother, Bob. I'm, I'm putting that part in there, but a lot of people go out and get haircuts because it quote unquote looks professional. Is that not, you know, taking away from the guy? Is that not taking away the masculinity? So to speak, is that not stripping us of masculinity, the military type subculture that has been driven into us? Oh, we've got to have short hair. We've got to not shave. We've got to shave. We can't have any facial hair. You look unprofessional. I had a lady the other day say that to me. She said, you know, it's one guy that just started this theory of guys and beards. I was like, no, like Jesus. It wasn't like one dude. There was actually a lot of people that had beards. What are you talking about? Um, BT Wallace said shave yeah, every day. That yeah, fucking yeah. drill sergeant of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I understand exactly that. Right. That's that. I did it for 20. Fuck. I did it longer than that. Yeah. I've done it for almost 30 years now where I was shaving every morning. I woke up. I, I don't do it anymore, but I was the whole point is that that part of it is kind of like stripping away that Vril type being of what we were. It's like stripping us back. It's like ripping away our masculinity when it's you, cutting your connection to the source today. If you look at guys with beards, how are they viewed? Oh, they're viewed like fucking alphas. They're viewed like the guy you can't tell anything to because he already knows it. Or he's the guy that would just tell you to fuck off like me. Cause I would just tell you to fuck off. Um, that is the type of male masculinity that is being removed from our, our ethos today. Like BT wall said, the shave every day in America didn't happen until after 1945. Yes, this is true. Yep. Exactly. Very true. Basically everything in our society happened after 1945. Yeah. Because, because that's when they World changed War II. it. Yep. So it's when the real, real changes. Yeah, exactly. No more grit. You've got, you got nothing. I mean, you're like a, you're like a pussy boy. Tara said, my husband shaves so often that he has five o'clock shadow by 9 a.m. That and his German hairy jeans. Yeah. Well, I didn't need to know about the German hairy jeans. <laughs> you could have kept that one to yourself. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so let's explore the Ingersoll Lockwood uh, website a little bit more because I, I find this absolutely fascinating. The fact that we found her plans on here in the first place just kind of blew me away. Because now, first off, this is a, government website well more or less i mean ingersoll Lock lockwood's located in a government building it's got the freaking space force logo all over it 
Um, no, they're just a couple floors below it, but okay. Still government building. Oh, and can we play that? I bet we can play that audio. Yeah. Oh no, we absolutely can. Yeah. Give me a minute. Let me yeah. go to it and I'll just, I got to cue in on it. According to Project Looking Glass, it appears in this timeline, Donald Trump will be the 45th president and he'll attempt to save the world from the globalists by attempting to save America. Most Americans, even citizens of the world, are not ready for what will be revealed at that time. The forces of darkness, which harm my family, will turn against him, but he and Junior will prevail. Justice will prevail. We choose a great awakening, not because it is easy, but because it is hard, and it is right and just. Therefore, where we go one, we go all. And a time will come many years from now, in the year 2024, for Junior, to reveal himself and right the wrongs of history. Humanity will defeat the Great Reset, and a great awakening shall begin before. Where we go one, we go all together. We are one great nation, under God, and so may God... Okay, real quick, let me scroll back here because you can tell that this is pieced together. You can tell that they used they used his syntax. They went through other speeches. They put the words together to make it sound like a speech. Um, it isn't obviously one of JFK's speeches. Now, Junior, he could be referring to Don Junior. There's no reason he doesn't say. He just says that Donald Trump. We'll win again in 2024 and junior will come. Everybody assumes that it's automatically JFK junior. What if it's not JFK junior? Yeah. What if it's Don junior? That's what if Don junior comes forward? What if John Don, Don junior comes forward as the next president after that? What if that's what he's referring to? Uh, there's a good chance that he's not referring to JFK junior because JFK junior as most of us know. Well, most of us know he's dead. However, there's a bunch of us that believe that he's still alive. I get it. But for most case and purposes, he's dead. So bringing him back to life. Eh, good luck with that one. JFK, you died. We know you died. We saw you die. Everybody did. But there's other parts in this that are kind of key that like a lot of people just kind of skip over. Play the whole thing. I, I did it. I know, but it's of, only a minute. The rest of that is nothing. I'm going back. I'm cutting out certain spots. Last, the United States of America. According to Project Looking Glass, it appears on this timeline, Donald Trump will be the 45th president, and he'll attempt to say... Okay, so let's just start off with Project Looking Glass. First of all, Project Looking Glass wasn't even around during JFK's time. This is my first issue with this fucking speech. Project Looking Glass didn't start until 1971. JFK had been long in the ground, buried, cold, and dead. He would never have said Project Looking Glass. In he this has, timeline. He has no idea what Project Looking Glass is. Uh, Project Looking Glass was a DARPA-funded experiment, obviously, in what we want to call time travel. Uh, it's not time travel. Looking glass was dimensional shifting. It, well, in my belief, it was dimensional shifting. I don't believe that it was about 
time travel as much as it was about shifting dimensions or crossing through dimensions. How do you do that? Well, a lot of people have come to the realization, well, I do it via the same way they did it in high jump where they go down to Antarctica and they jump through a wormhole and they end up in a different time or a different dimension. Uh, probabilities exist that that could happen. Is there a probability that JFK did the same thing? Don't know. Has he ever had, did he ever go see Antarctica? I don't know of it. If he did, is there a possibility to that? There is. Uh, I'm just letting you know that looking glass was not around when JFK was. So for him to say that right off the bat, just seemed really odd to me. I just, didn't sit right. Save the world from the globalists by attempting to save America. Most Americans, even citizens of the world, are not ready for what will be revealed at that time. The forces of darkness, which harm my family, will turn against him, but he and Junior will prevail. Well, there he says, the forces of darkness, this is where I get the idea that there's a possibility that he's referring to Don Jr. Because he, he says the forces of darkness that prevailed against my family will attempt against his. However, him and junior will. That could go either way because. No, 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 it doesn't. He's, he's saying his family's already done. He says it in such a way that his family's already done. Yeah. And he's saying that Trump's family will continue on. Him and junior will continue on. So in. The way I, I'm just giving my no, no, three cents yeah. in on this bullshit because I, I don't know what to make of this. Um, I'm kind of iffy Andy on it. I, I'm just saying that it sounds to me like what he's referring to there is he's saying that Trump and his family will continue on. Trump and Jr. will carry on. There is a Donald Trump Jr., which yep. everybody loves to overlook. And actually, he's further right than his father is. Oh, yeah. And so he's starting to really make a name for himself. I'm just saying, it just seems odd to me that he would say that like that in that I, kind I, of context. I hear what you're saying. Justice will prevail. We choose a great awakening, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. And it is right and just. Therefore, where we go one, we go all. And a time will come many years from now. Okay. And in that where we go one, we go all, you can hear, I can hear four different, different time frames. Like that audio was split and put together. Yeah. It's almost, it's faster than the rest. Correct. Yeah. Cause you're hearing four different words from four different time frames being put together to make it sound like he said, where we go one, where we go all, you can hear the shifting in and out all the way through this. So, you know, it's not one whole speech. They took words, um, they found different speeches and put words together, kind of like what um, uh, in the movie in, in Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. When he's running with a kid yeah, and yeah. they get to that shop and yep. they, they play the little thing on the screen and they have all the presidents talking about how they're going to destroy America. And they're saying, hey, look, you can run, you can hide, but it's always a different president saying it. We will not run. We will not run. We will not hide. This is our destiny. Yep. Uh, Glock Holiday said, I thought Looking Glass gave outcomes from future possibilities. It does. That but it it's did, dimensional shifting. It did until 
it gave different possibilities until I believe 2012 when they all converged, merged, and it now only gives one possible. Only Alice only gives one future possibility, and they no, that's they not Looking like Glass it. was not Alice. Alice is not Looking Glass. Okay, well, whatever. Looking Glass. Alice was Project Alice. That's where Project. That's where it comes from. I tried to explain that to you before when they talk about Project Alice in the. Um, what was the movies? The uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil movies, and in the video game, Project Alice is about Alice. Alice is a quantum computer. It was always been about Alice. Alice is like the hub. Every computer nerd that knows anything about computers out there knows about Alice. Alice is a fucking program or is a supercomputer that can give you infinite infinite possibilities to everything. And it is a, it's essentially a supercomputer. It's the world's biggest supercomputer. It is, uh, I've seen it. It's not a joke. We'll get to some more here in a second when we open up some of these other little things because I've seen the emblem before. There's an emblem on one of the things that talks about, uh, the fuck is it? Now I want to go back to it because I'm trying to remember. All right. While you look for that, there's another audio that I can only get to from my phone. Hold on. Oh, let me try. That's the one you're talking about, Here. that Josh or that, uh, yeah. No, that's in this. It's oh, that is the same one. That's the same one. There's a different one, though. Where the fuck was it? Yeah, it's right over here. It's okay. Exog. This is the one that I saw the emblem before. So hold on. That right there, that emblem, that's on the side of Alice. Alice is a computer. It's a great big computer. And that's the emblem on the side of the box of the terminal, which I saw it. It is a quantum computer. That's exactly what it, what it, what it does. We have never, ever. Okay. So let's, um, Everybody remembers Terminator. Everybody knows about Skynet and what happens with Skynet. When Skynet became self-aware, it destroyed us. Yes, it's a l. It's a dot l dot i dot c dot e. Artificial life intelligence commuting and computing, computing entity. Entity, correct. And that's what it stands for. That is, everybody knows about it. It's not a secret anymore. I don't, I, I even think they declassified it uh, to an extent. They didn't. <laughs> They haven't declassified it all the way. We've never hooked it up to any of our weapons. or As far as you know, we may have now. No, we haven't. Because Alice became self-aware. I mean, literally, the first day they brought Alice online, it figured out the only way that mankind could ever survive is if we killed ourselves. If we were all dead. That was the only way the Earth would survive. Yeah. It sees human life as basically a parasite for the earth. A virus. A virus is destroying the earth. Mm, like that was in that song. Exactly. But that's the emblem that's on the side of the case that holds like the main processing portion of Alice. What else is in here? That's the biggest one that I saw the other day. I mean, that's the one that I drove me nuts. But um, CCS. What is? CDMG and PAC and 
Any other fun uh, links in here? Uh, I never looked at this one. Yep. I don't remember if James even brought us this one. I don't think, I don't know if it brought it. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, it, this is malware. It's whatever. Everything's going to come through the computer. Basically, what this predicts is our destruction will be done by the computer. How? Yes. Thank you, Jaekwondo Master. How? How? Absolutely. Do you remember what how stand stood for, Jaekwondo Master? I don't remember what house. I don't for. remember what it stood for either, but I know it stood for something or no, that was Whopper. Wasn't it? How was the, how was from, um, 2021. 20, yeah. The space odyssey, space, space odyssey. odyssey. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of Whopper. Whopper stood for something that was from, uh, war games. Okay. I, I don't remember exactly what it stood for, but. Now in the year 2024 for junior to reveal himself and right the wrongs of him. So in 2024 for Junior to right to, the wrongs of history, himself. reveal himself and right the wrongs of history. What is he? So, but that really implies that it could be JFK Junior if he's going to reveal himself. What about Don Junior? But he's, I mean, reveal himself in what way? He's stepping away he's, from his dad's shadow, actually going deeper down the right side. You know, taking us where we think we should be. You know, I was told tonight that. You know that we we're we're far right. Yeah. Yes, I I knew that. I I, I don't ever want to be considered that because I'm not far right. No. No, I should be in the middle. I'm the Constitution. Mm -hmm. I'm for the Constitution. I don't believe in either side. I don't think the left is right, and I don't think the right's right. Okay. I think the Constitution's right, and I think that's the thing we should follow. I don't think we should follow either side. But as far left as the left is, anyone that's right of them is considered far right now. No, that's just because they're so retarded they can't reach each other. Maybe, them. but yeah, we're still far right. Yeah, I, 2000, I still two thousand one a space odyssey. You're right, Jake Wando Master. Two thousand one. Oh, two thousand one. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. History. Humanity will defeat the Great Reset, and a Great Awakening shall begin before. Where we go one, we go all together. We are one great nation under God. And so may God bless the United States of America. So I, where we go one, we go all. Uh, I've heard different things about that. That all goes back to his boat in World War II. Uh, it was named the where we go one, we go all. Um, do Mick I believe is a that liberal? I'm a classical liberal. Mick is a constitutional conservative. I, yeah. I do. I do. I believe that mm, that's a tough one. I don't know. Was JFK smart enough to figure something like that out? Mm, don't know. Do I believe that there's something to this though? Do I believe that there's, if you ask me if there's something, yeah, I think there's something to this. And well, do I believe in lizard people? And do I believe that we have people living underneath our feet? Honestly, we possibly could, because I do believe that we live on a flat spherical plane. The, I do not believe we live on a globe. And the Bible says the earth is hollow. It says there's there. It also says the earth is flat. So what's your point? And exactly. And it speaks of the firmament above us. Correct. Which is essentially the waters above the earth. Correct. And, um, does that mean that we, that's in the center of the earth? And no, the, it means it could be anything. I mean, yeah. it could be referring to waters above us, like rain. 
Yeah. There we go. Heuristically programmed algorithmic computer, a sentient artificial general intelligence computer. Fantastic. Yes, on a bell that the ship, yeah, that was on his his craft. Um, that was what was written on the side of his craft. It was WWG. One WGA. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what was written on the side of the bell that his, but his craft sank, if you remember. So, uh, I don't know. The Bible says unicorn nine times. Yes, it does. Why? Because Why does it talk about unicorns? Because they used to exist. Well, they used to roam the earth at some point. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, why else would it say it? Uh, yeah. Fuck the library right now. We're still in the portfolio. Uh, this is the one that I think we found all that. Uh, it, but the really interesting thing, what brought us to the Ingersoll Lockwood website and how it relates to this is um, the books that Ingersoll Lockwood wrote. Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Yeah. Talks about him going through hollow earth. Literally talks about him going through hollow earth. So. Fuck is my cursor. Jesus Christ. It's over here. You need to bring it over there. No shit, Gerard. Yeah, well, you asked. You're fucking genius. Uh-huh. There it is. There it is. Look at that. How we work. Highlight that. See what you got in there. There ain't nothing in here. Nothing fun? No. Ooh, what about the dot at the end? That's a separate dot. Where? At the end of, at the end of inquiries at IngersollLockwood.com, and then there's a dot. Just that dot. Or maybe it's the whole thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, see? Okay. Brought it right up to Gmail. Yeah, there's nothing in here. We already looked in here. With James and them. Okay. Interesting. No, but what I was looking for was Ingersoll's The Book List. I'm looking for it still. Uh, I think it's under Portfolio. No, it's right here. Folia? Oh, yeah. There you go. Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Yeah. The travels and adventures of little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog Bulger. That also talks about him going through hollow earth. Uh, yeah. And if you, I, we were reading this on cannabis and combat the other day, but they like the, yeah, go to the marvelous underground journey. Because I want to say there was a, a synopsis of it. Yeah. Uh, no, go down. Contents. Which chapter? Because we read like, I don't know, a lot of them. Yeah, we did. Yeah, go, go. Hold on, let's see. Uh, let's see. Queen Galaxa, the lady of the crystal throne. Um, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? All right. Ascend the mountains. 
Eliana, let's say. Okay, so yeah, here it is. Uh, Don Fum's mysterious directions. Bulger and I set out for Petersburg and then to proceed to Archangel. The story of our journey as far as Illich on the Illich, Ivan the Teamster, how we made our way northward in search of the portals to the world within a world. The portals to a world within a world? What does that sound like? Ivan's threat, Bulger's distrust of man and other things. But portals to world within a world literally sounds like the entrance to Hollow Earth. Yeah, but Ivan's threat, Bulger's distrust of man and other things. Bulger's a dog. How do you know he's a dog? How, how do you know he's not a list lizard? Because I've read the book. I got you. But how do you know he's not a lizard, though? How do you know he's not a lizard person reincarnated? And then... Because uh, he doesn't trust man. Baron Trump was carried to a place of safety. The giant's well. It's another interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and also remember, we're not, we're not just saying this shit out of just because it's in this book. But think about this. How many people have been to Rome? If you've ever been to Rome or if you've ever been to Europe, have you ever noticed how tall the doors are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The doors are like fucking, some of them are, I've been through a couple and they're like fucking 20, 30 feet tall. In about in the it's Middle like, East. Who the fuck was walking through this motherfucker that they had to have the door this big? Why would they even build it that big in the first place? That's my point. I mean, were they literally like riding elephants in there? I don't think so. Uh, that does get a little weird. Yeah. So I mean, you start putting some things together. Yeah. It's hard to piece it, but yeah, in the middle East, I mean, uh, if you've ever been to Jordan, uh, you can still see, uh, uh, what the fuck's the name of it in Jordan where they filmed yeah, small penises, possibly, um, where they filmed in Indiana Jones and the last crusade. I went there last time I was there. The Dead Sea. I went to the Dead Sea too, but where's the uh, where they got the fucking? I don't know. I'm thinking of the Transformers movie with the giant door. Yeah, that's the yeah. same one. Yeah, it's I the don't same place. The name of it, though. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but there's that. That's the same place. It's one room. Um, Tartarus. No. No, but I, I'm. I would love to do. Uh, yes, an episode on giants and Tartaria and the mud floods. Um, I, I've kind of been dabbling. I'm afraid to fall too far down that rabbit hole. Cause I don't think I'll ever get out, but I want to find someone that, that knows more about it than we do that can come on here and talk about Tartaria. Yes. I love Tartaria. So, um, I don't, I, hmm. I think they're both the same thing. I think they're just two different stories that I look at it this way. As everybody heard, um, Petra. Petra, that's yes. it. Yes, that's the name of it. Thank, Thank you. you. I've been there too, and that's the scary part. But the doors of Petra are over 25 feet high. Why were they that big? Why ever would you construct something that big? It doesn't make any sense unless somebody was that tall walking through the door. Then it gets a little fucking crazy because holy shit. Um, is there any... I've heard the myth and the legend that... Possibly the gods, as they called them, were either Tartarians or they were fucking Vril in Egypt. There is a possibility to that. Um, 
it would make a lot of sense if you look a lot of, look at a lot of the buildings there. But my problem with it is this, it transcends time because Greece has got the same problem. And Greece was almost a thousand years after the Egyptians. So now I have an issue because now you're separating it by time using time as an exponential rate. Um, Maybe the giants existed for a lot longer than they've been gone for. And they, they were just scrubbed from history. Does it take that long to scrub history? No, it doesn't because you get once a name's forgotten. It's it. It's it. Three generations. Yep. So I, 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 I'm my argument is just that it doesn't make sense because it expands, you know, it goes longer than people have been building doors that way for years and years and years. And why? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you build a door 25 feet tall? Well, if what we learned tonight is true and not just someone's conspiracy theory, then the Vril have been here for 500 million years manipulating our directing our society manipulating our culture and we know little to nothing about them i mean i i will actually i'm going to look this up real quick because this is i think this is more on the line of what we're talking about What are you looking at? Uh, the video from. Uh, the video from what? Yeah, well, nine foot doors, interior doors are not uncommon, but a 25 foot door. According to L.A. Marzulli, there were redheaded giants in Afghanistan. He told the story on a podcast a while back. Uh, I don't know about any of them. I never seen them. Wow. I, the unicorn mentioned by... Mentioned nine times in the King James Bible has to do with the bloodline of King James. Well, I've heard that too, but I've also... But where? What? what what's the bloodline? It could be the the sigil on his coat of arms. Is oh, that that could be. Yeah, that, that could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that just proves that he's a witch. It, or Vril. Or Vril. Mm -hmm. He's not necessary. He he not he wasn't necessarily that tall. I, I'm trying to remember the movie that uh, the time thing is explained better. But uh, and I I'm, I'm missing it right now because I, I had it on the tip of my tongue and then you said something has done uh, Michelle Gibson has done tons of research and videos on the mud flood in Tartaria. Yep. Well, I read that already to reach out. I think Charlie Robinson knows Michelle Gibson actually. So I'll ask him okay. to reach out because he'll be on next week for true spiracy uh, from macroaggressions uh, to talk about the fourth Reich. And uh, yeah. And or how, the Vril because and how the fourth Nazis Reich is going to take over the earth. Sorry, are we on Giants? Eh, we're kind of dabbling in Giants. We're in there. We're we're getting close. I'm trying to remember where I saw this video now. It's like it explains everything I'm trying to say. But like the question I have or my problem is this. We have so many 
different timelines. What timeline is real? Because my thing is, I they're all real. Unlike her, she likes to dabble in different things. I try to sit down a path to prove either I'm right or I'm wrong. One of the things that I've never been able to prove whether I'm right or wrong on is the ability to transfer time. Because remember, what is the one thing that's always going? No matter what you do, every part of your life, time is always moving forward. Yep. You can't stop time. Mm. What if there were people out there that could? What if there were people out there that not only could stop it, but they could maneuver it? Slow it down, speed it up, hop timelines. Yes. Yep. Man and it wouldn't be dimensional. It would just be a minimal within, amount within of their movement. Own reality. Exactly. A minimal amount of movement and the eventuality to make time cr look like it folded or it, it, we always refer to movies. I'll refer to books every once in a while. A book is another place where they try to tell us what they're doing ahead of time. But think about Dune. What do they tell us about Dune? They folded space. Which, according to the books, if you read the books, the books actually mean when they fold space, they're actually speeding time up. So they found a way to manipulate time by folding space. Well, what if the same thing is possible here? What if we could fold space here and tomorrow Joe Biden's pr presidency would be coming to an end? Yay! We'd all be cheering. We'd be dancing. We'd be like celebrating. Thank God that shit's finally over. That would be nice, but um, then we're going to be a lot closer to the end than we are now. I'd rather enjoy the next few years as much as I can. So Jay Quindo Master said, crisscross, time is an illusion. You keep thinking linear. That's true. Uh, never mind. And no, no, no. Said, think about it, though. Think about it. Even in a, I'm not thinking linear. I'm thinking three-dimensional. Okay, think about it this way. No matter what you do, you could you could fly as high as you want, you could dive as deep as you want. No matter what you do, time is still going on. It is the it is the standard. It is what is going forward. It's the way everything rolls. Time is proven. It happens. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. Does it not? Time is not linear. Thank you. It's yeah, it's not really circular either. It's, it's all encompassing. It's, it's in a, like it, a it waves. Time is going though. It's always going. You can't stop it. You can't slow it down. You can't speed it up. But what if you were able to sure fold it? What if you were just able to fold it and make it like one, two points of time meeting? Why couldn't that happen? That would be like folding space, like what we were talking about with dune and all those movies that you like to watch all that crazy shit haven't you ever been in a Folding situation though where you're like like you're having a great time and they're like man time's really time's really speeding by or you yeah know, it's like every night we get on here we're already yeah. at fucking almost two and a half i know hours. or or other times you're like man time is really dragging right yeah normally when time's dragging it's something you don't want to do normally when time's flying by it's always something you want to do yep so what if you could reverse that what if when something some it's something you don't want to do, you can speed it up and it's something that you really enjoy. You can slow it down and enjoy it. Now there was one guy, there was a dude who talked about this. He was on, um, like tinfoil hat. Night. Yep. He was on tinfoil hat and <laughs> thank you, Dick. And he talked about how he was able to control his own time.
which it's his own, your own his reality. own. Yeah. Okay. He's not controlling someone else's time. He's controlling his own. My point is what if, yes. Ingo Swan. Yes. There you go. He was on tinfoil hat. He yep. talked about this and I was like, well, that's great. You sat in the field, you saw some butterflies fly around you and you said you controlled your own time. Outstanding. I don't want to con just control my own time. I want to control all you fuckers all at the same time. <laughs> I want to say, I want to bring that piece of paper, fold that bitch together like two butterflies flapping instead of them not touching like they call the butterfly effect. I want them to slap together and I want us to, uh, divulge our, our futures or whatever become one with a either past or current timeline. Okay. So our timelines would intermingle and we'd be one. Not every day is exactly the same amount of time. Absolutely. Says who? Cause I got bad news for you. There's 24 hours a day. There's 60 minutes in an hour. There's 60 seconds in a minute. But there's 365 and a quarter days in a year. How do you figure? Where, Where? That Where do we go? get the quarter? Go? That's because every fourth year, there's a, a leap year. A leap year. Because it's a quarter day. But it evens out every third year. Yeah, but it, it evens out on paper. But in reality, where does that time go? It's not like every fourth year, we add an extra day to the calendar, but that time doesn't change. Swan. B.T. Wallace. Ingo Swan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not him, but Ingo developed RV techniques. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Did you fix the outro? I think I did. Hmm, let's we'll see it. if it works tonight. Anyway. Because, right. yeah, you guys didn't get to see it last night. Again, I apologize. Yes, I got really it's stoned. It's not so my fault. So her fault. It's so not my fault that you don't know how so to do it. So her fault. Oh, my God. So her fault. <sighs> All right. Anyway, I think we're about done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either way, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Some real shit there. Very I'm interesting. Feeling very virilish. No, totally. <laughs> and we get to keep talking for another 30 minutes. Not I don't him, care. But, oh. And go. And yeah. We're not leaving anywhere. We're still here. Yeah. We're really not what going. What the anywhere. fuck? Oh, what are you looking up there? I don't want to keep other. I people. got stones and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, well, either way, it's time to go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I so uh, Monday have to night get up super early these days to let the damn chickens out of their coop and the ducks into the freaking pool, pool and, and to shit all over my deck. And I know, pissed me off. And which we then we, we clean like three or four times. I had no idea the duck shit was so watery. It's horrible. Literally goes everywhere. The Stanford scientist, high put off. Hal put off. Ingo Swan helped create remote viewing. Interesting. You know a couple of remote viewers? I know some of the original ones that were talking to goats yeah. and using psychedelics like they were, and they like did a whole lot of hits of acid. And I was like, I mean, I did a whole lot of hits of acid. Does that mean I'm a, re a remote viewer? No, they were used in a different way, hon. You oh. use some double dipped Jerry Garcia's just like I did. And we loved the shit out of him. I mean, it was the good shit. So yeah. Yes. He is the OG of OGs. Yeah. 
he is the original gangster yeah. of gangsters. Absolutely. Either way, uh, Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back. Um, With the news that we missed yesterday because Mick got stoned. Really quick, one thing I want you guys to think about, just keep it in the back of your minds, okay? What happens if Justice Breyer does not retire in July? Yeah, that's a good one. We just cleared another justice to be on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So think about this. If he does, if he decides to not retire, do we now have 10 justices on the bench? Did we just go from nine to 10? Did they not just make it a five, five decision right down the middle? Got to be an odd number. It wouldn't be. I know. be a five, five even split. I know. I gotcha. But no, no, no politics. So yeah. So we'll be back Monday. Um, we can talk about politics on Wednesday. We've got a, actually a prosecutor from a local prosecutor coming on the show. No, on Monday, we're going to be on talking Wednesday. about politics, bitch. I know. So Wednesday, gotcha. Wednesday, Wednesday, we have uh, Anthony Burden from right here in Savannah coming on the show. So well, that'd be interesting. It will be because he's probably a liberal. No, no, he's not. He uh, he used to work under uh, Meg Daly Heap and he got kicked out when the, the new uh, freaking Soros backed backed cunt took over prosecutor yeah. took over here yeah, yeah. she hasn't yeah. prosecuted shit since she no did. but she's she fired him because he actually wanted to prosecute people so uh, we're gonna hear about that um anyway so yeah yeah you're right b2 else you can't have an even number on the supreme court it just doesn't work so yeah, yeah. they're gonna start packing it because if you bring on one more then you i'm bring just on saying that more is this not the form of packing that they're talking about yep 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 so extra player on the field <laughs> yep i threw it m night Shyamalan did not the village? I thought it was the I thought it was the village, but maybe it is the village. I don't know. I never looked at it. I have to go the, look. The one where they live in like a closed society and like the, the wolves come and attack them at night or some shit. Um I thought it was the village. Or the village. Sorry, my bad. I could have sworn it was the village. I'll look it up. M night show one. Yeah. Isn't he a real? Oh, maybe it is the village. No, it is. The, no, it's it a, is the, it's village. the village. Yeah, it's the village. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. It is the village. A uh, good book. Hitler's Monsters. Monsters. Interesting. Ah, I like it. <laughs> All right. All right. BT Wallace is being funny. Obviously, that's lost on us because we've, we've, we have no, humor. you know, yes. We suck at life. <laughs> Either way, uh, we'll be back Monday Maybe night. We've been taken over by the frill. I think Mick probably has a, a one of those chips in his brain. Um, oh, Joe Biden wants to say what? Exactly, one of those chips in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, we'll be back Monday night, six p.m. We will talk to you later. Yep. Uh, enjoy the outro, as it is probably be our new one see how it works tonight hopefully so, it works and he's sober enough to fix it if it doesn't yeah because last night he was just like i give up fuck, fuck it, it. I'm, done. I'm done i'm going to bed <laughs> i was very high either oh, way no. we will uh we'll talk to you then all right good night folks thanks for listening
My cousin served out in Afghanistan and now he's back living with me. He can't afford good health care, then he sees illegals get it all for free. I thank the Lord I've got a dang good job and an extra beat up truck. That he can drive around the farm and try to make a couple extra bucks. Some want it all for free. That don't sit well with me. I pledge allegiance to this flag. It's part of who I am. I don't kneel for the anthem. Ever have and never will. The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me. Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it Here's to the American Savage I'd like to defund welfare and deputize ten million more today You want a civil war, you about to get one Cause it's time to drop dead weight Just give me one hard worker I don't give a damn what color that he is We come from different places I just wanna know, do you have any grit? Some want it all for free That don't sit well To this flag, it's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem, ever have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it It's to the American Savage is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in, lock and load and we wait If evil is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in, lock and load and we wait I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never will, don't give a damn the only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it Here's to the American Savage American Savage You know, so we, we give God praise and we just thank God, yeah, that people are getting well. It's only eternity that will be able to exceed all the people that we touched. So I tell everybody, please don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. Everybody needs to have hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in their medicine cabinet. Get it. Go on our website, drstellamd.com, 
Use promo code DEFIANT, you get 5% off. If you don't get it, if you wait till you get sick, by the time we mail it to you, it might be two or three days and you'll be going through serious panic. People have ended up in the hospital because they didn't know this information. Share the information with everybody you know. Give them the promo code DEFIANT. It doesn't matter, even they don't watch this show, so that they can get this thing, keep it in their medicine cabinet. We don't know what else is going to happen. The last time I heard there was a fluoro, they had fluorona, they had Delta Crown, they had Omni Delta, I don't know. They, it looks like they just cook up something at Davos and then create some name and throw it out there and start harassing us. So just make sure, whether it's fluorocron, Delta Crown, or whatever, or Omnicron, they are all sensitive to hydroxychloroquine and isomectin. Here is the part, here is the thing, right? There are some doctors that are hydroxychloroquine only. There are some other doctors that are ivermectin only. Yep. There are other ones that are destinite only. That's not what we do. When we get somebody gets sick, we have a whole cocktail. We give them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. We give them uh, a Z-pack. We give them baby aspirin to stop them from getting blood clots. We give them a steroid to stop the inflammation. We give them, so you know what I'm saying? So it's a whole cocktail. It's not one medicine. And People I always tell me, well, I got sick, and what do I do? What, should I increase my dose? I said, no, go back to the website, sign up as a, a repeat patient, and get treated properly. 